Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Aethercast, the Caradon Overlords podcast. I'm Lee, the Arcanaut Admiral, and joining me today, uh, a couple of great admirals crewing the good ship Aethercast. We have uh, our Thunderer from Down Andra, uh with a new name, Mr. <coughs> Alexandra Zon. How are hey, you, Mr. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that came out weird. Uh, yeah, good to be back. And, and uh, yeah, been playing some Zon. As you do. <laughs> How have you found <clears throat> Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, they've been interesting. It's because you still got the, sh- the firepower in shooting and then to hurt the big things, but not to kill the big things, but then you can charge and finish them off in combat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I should probably not... I still need to figure out the slow, methodical gameplay that Adeptus keeps talking about. <laughs> you mean <clears throat> not, not that just try and kill everything <clears throat> turn one gameplay? That is what I have been trying to do, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I don't know any other way. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, uh, also joining us, uh, better not go too far without introducing him, is yeah. the uh, most stubborn dwarf in the entire mortal realms, because he will never leave, Mr. Max Bowman. <laughs> Hello, Arcanuts. Thanks for having me again. Uh, how are you, Max? What have you been up to recently? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, I've been up to, uh, after our last discussion about uh, Barak Fring, uh, buying, assembling, and painting uh, gyrocopters. I've not yet encountered a horde unit to test them, <laughs> but uh, they're fun. Fun little piece I'm doing. Yes. Cool. Um, so, yep. so you're you're going to be getting some games in with Fring in the future, I'd imagine. Then uh, Fring, uh, in anticipation of uh, a show we will probably do at some time. Uh, I've tested <laughs> a. Uh, Tempest Eye list okay. uh, with some Cardron and Dragcopters in. So, yeah. Cool. Um, not much games yeah. currently, but we can still do them, actually. Well, at least you can still play. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> just like two, two people in the club. Uh, if yeah. we just book it and beforehand, a time slot, we can still do it. Cool. And That's uh, good. speaking of Cities of Sigma, I guess we should talk about some of the news. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess someone's yeah. excited about Morathi. I mean, I'm super excited about Morathi. <laughs> um, so they're both going to be on the table now. The big one's going to, but the, uh, any wounds the small one takes, big one's going to take. So you can't mm-hmm. actually kill the small one, and the big one can still only take three wounds a turn. So once you've done, once you've done three wounds to either, just everything mm-hmm. just stops again. And yeah. is it true she cannot take wounds from endless spells? Um, no, she can still take wounds from endless spells. I think. Okay, because I heard that that because that was a little tech that you could do because it happened in between rounds. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, and to give her more than three wounds, but uh, no, I, I heard that that's not possible <clears throat> anymore. So you actually, I haven't. Okay. Earliest you can lift her off the table is end of round two, so after four combat rounds. Hmm. Mm. They might have changed the word. I, <clears throat> I haven't really looked at it that much. None of us have got ah. advanced books, have we? So, 
Um, no, I've just no. listened to man who reads book, but man I was more concerned book. about uh, other things in that uh, book. Yeah. I haven't actually listened to that. Um, I listened to Face Hammer talks about book um, instead, <laughs> uh, but I didn't. I skipped. They did a nice thing where they put um, like anchors that like you can skip to. So I skipped the doors that came mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> oh. I went straight to Iden Deepkin for some reason, just to find out what's happening. Oh yeah, and those those are yeah, and then not to not to dwell too much on the on the elf stuff, but uh, Iden looking good. Yeah, well, they're already a tough matchup for KO, and uh, yes, they don't look like they're going to get easier any easier. No, all no. the the sharks are getting better. So oh, they have an shark, awesome ability. Shark meta Ben Spinetti is going to be. Happy <laughs> over here. Yeah. Also the, um, the big one, the Leviathans. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah, what, did they, what did they get? So the, oh, well, the I, yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Uh, one of the big things the Leviathan got was the cover aura changed to plus one save. So obviously that now oh. stacks with their turn one ability to get cover anyway. Mm-hmm. So basically, everything in their army, if they're near, near a Leviathan, will have plus two save in the first battle round. Holy within and... 12, and you can give him a trait that it's holy within 15, I think. Yeah. And Good. monsters can get it as, can get it as well, because that used mm-hmm. to be a thing that the Leviathan never helped other Leviathans. Yeah, the exactly. Leviathan give, a... give it himself, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's limited to models with a wounds characteristic of eight or less, or less than eight. Oh, okay. okay. So, but the Levada's now got a two plus base save as well. Okay. Oh, okay. Not bad. It's pretty good. Not so, bad. We might see a lot more turtles in the future. Yeah. Mm, probably one or two turtles. Mm, definitely a shark or two. Mm-hmm. Although, from what I've read, the battalion, you cannot take Volturnus as the Achillean King in the battalion because it says Achillean King. As in war scroll name, oh, not the keyword. So okay, I'm not sure if that's a, like if that's what they intended, or uh, if not, it's too hard. If they get full turn, it's a two plus wound shrug, mm-hmm. eight wounds on mm. a shark. Uh, yeah. But the shark, the shark stuff is great. I mean, it's less eels, the more <laughs> leviathans, and uh, also the idolon, the the big uh, hero with the wave cape. Both of them went down to three thirty points now. Not sh- I don't yeah. know if that's viable now, and I think they've got better. Their war yeah. scores changed. Hmm. Their war scores definitely changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's see more variation in in Idenif lists. That's a plus. I mean, I'm happy for them. As happy as I'll ever be for elf players <laughs> to get to use other toys than the Neils, but. Yeah, uh, they're not gotten weaker, I believe. Yeah. Well, they got. It was interesting that a few things did go up in price because they obviously, but you know, if they're going to make stuff better, then it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get an interesting thing. I think it's on the sharks. They stopped piling in. Yes. Uh, yes. They if, have if you hit people with shot. the net, hmm. which just, yeah, yeah, you just need to hit them. Up. You just need to hit them. Yeah. They have a Ooh. net shot if you hit them. They stop piling in, so you can if, if someone's got a big stretched out unit, you can mm. come in and, and charge the side, anyway. hit hit them mm-hmm. with a the net, and they they're stuck. 
But you can just charge well, in the middle. Still, they're stuck. They cannot pile into yeah. to you. Just hit them in the center. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then if you actually wounded them with the shot attack or slay them all, the shard gets better. Yeah. I think he used to have that. I think reroll charges yeah. or something. Uh, it then... went up 10 points, but for that ability, 10 points well spent. Yeah. And there's also a thing, uh, I think it might go on the mount, right? So I'm not entirely sure where it comes from, but there's a thing for ignoring rend one. Uh, which mm, I, think I think that's of... for the Leviathan is a mount trait. Um, yeah. The big one. Yeah. So it's a two plus ignore one rend. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't. Well, I think it might be on the seahorses. So I think technically Volturnus can have it. Um, can he have it? Or is he, I don't is think he's a name character. Can, take it. can they have? Maybe, maybe traits? not. I don't know. Sure. Um, I have to admit, I wasn't listening to it very closely. So, you know, once again, no. hand my hands on a book properly. Um, but yeah, other than that, we oh, we got some interesting stuff also with uh, Slaves to Darkness. Yeah, they can uh, now destroy your faction terrain. Yes, okay. yes, they can. And then it loses the well. They they're not destroyed, but they. Um... Does it get the rubble keyword? No, no, no. They don't destroy, <laughs> it, but they. Uh, how to say in English? Um, they say it. Def they def defile, defile it or something. It. Exactly, they defile mm. it. They just piss on it, and <laughs> the holiness is gone from <laughs> the the loon shrine. <laughs> um, and that's, suddenly, that's a strong one. I mean, if you the can bone reaper. The bone yeah. statue stops shooting little lasers out. You just, you know, spray graffiti, defile the, the bone reaper. Yeah. So, what does it or... actually do? Does it lose it, all of its war scroll abilities? Yeah, it loses its mm. abilities. So, what happens when it, when they do it to a pyramid with models inside it? Do they have to get out? Are they mm, stuck in I, there forever? I mean, the terrain, the terrain, the garrison being <clears throat> a garrison terrain is not an ability, it's just a rule. So yeah, it still counts as the garrison, but, but uh, it won't have the thing saying it's it a garrison. It won't have the the blow up terrain ability when there's a seraphim wizard inside. I think mm. that that, okay. that special ability does it has because it, it has a like a terrain war scroll with abilities. Those get invalidated, but the garrison one is not is not a rule per se. I think. Although it has a limitation mm. of 20, 20 wounds, so mm. I don't know. I don't know how. It would lose the limitation. You can put more models inside. I don't, this, you know, I don't know if they did themselves a favor. Oh they no! You just the, made it bigger. They yeah. Just, yeah. They go down this whole rabbit hole of terrain rules mm. and changing it, and it just gets mm. more complicated and more faction terrain. Uh, at least they stopped the faction terrain train a little mm. bit. <laughs> faction For now, train. at least. Yeah, I mean, it used to be a time that everyone had the faction terrain. Yeah, and and the spells, and then the spells or prayers. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it was okay, like corn and fire slays. They have that little thing, but then people come around with their Ossiac, <laughs> uh mm -hmm. huge, and, yeah. and the pyramid is not too big as a footprint, but still, it is a terrain piece. Pyramid's pretty small, but mm -hmm. uh, interesting also for wildwoods. You know, they mm -hmm. torture all the wildwoods. And now you cannot teleport yeah. through the wildwoods for Silver Knife. So, yeah. 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 That's an interesting Silver one. Dead. It's uh, oh, a new sub faction for Slaves to Darkness. Yep. Yeah. Chariot um, Hero one. And the city stuff didn't seem that amazing. Um, really. The city stuff, basically, uh, spoiler alert, 
One, two, three. Okay, that was your chance to yep. close uh, to mute. <laughs> uh, they blow up, or the, the story goes that Anvil Guard uh, gets ransacked or captured by Morafi's forces. And now you can choose to play um, Broken Realms Anvil Guard, which becomes the Harkurnaf. I don't know what the name is. Um, Witch Elf uh, and Dark Elf City. But from what I've seen, it has some new rules. Now one in four um, Daughters of Cain, same as mm. Tempest Eye or, or uh, Living City. Mm -hmm. uh, no more Stormcast, I think, though. Mm -hmm. And it gets special teleport abilities for all the, what used to be Dark Elf. Uh, so now I think... Um, they basically the made Dark Elf army again. Yeah, the old Dark Elf. So you can mix your Daughters of Cain back with all the all the shattered Dark Elves. So the knights, yeah. the and they have a cool ability that you can actually tell like deep strike a unit nine inches away, and if they are within twelve of the general, they can then after popping up move D six. Okay. So they can potentially you can deep strike a dragon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Onto the field, uh, move him within three inches, and then you could deep strike one of the hits. I don't know if she has the correct keyword. It, it's like yeah. two or three things. I think shadow blades and the the, um, the dragon, uh, the lizard rider knight. Um, okay. I think those are the ones you can deep strike, and you need to have for each of those units. You need to put down another unit, like a dwarven and free guild unit. On the, so you need to have some mixed order, if I'm not confusing this with Misthaven now, with the other city. But basically, one is a Dark Elf, to cut it short. There's not a Dark Elf show. <laughs> Dark Elf city, uh, you can bring in Daughters of Cain. Cool. The Anvil Guard uh, spell lore is almost the same. So mm -hmm. Vitriolic Spray, the reduce the... Uh, I'm going to zero. Yeah, yeah, to dash. And all the shines that's still available in that new one. Uh, the old one is still viable, so for all those 27 Amalgard players, <laughs> cool, you can still play mm -hmm. your <laughs> play your allegiance. And then there's a new one, Misthaven, which is a drug trafficking oh, uh, yeah. one, <laughs> where basically you get a, a trait, an artifact, and an extra once per game ability for your general. Yeah. You're dealing with some drugs, some effects, plus one to hit, yeah. reroll, hits, uh, better casting, and so on. Which is neat. Yeah. And you, can um, choose, you can choose which one it's going to be when you come to use it as well, can't you? I think. I think you need to assign it on the roster. Oh, okay. Which drug he's uh, sniffing in? There's his a own. big difference there, so it'd be good to know. Mm -hmm. works, cause... No, I think you, because it says you choose or either roll the d6, whoever's done that, I don't know, on all these tables. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Does anyone That's ever what? roll? Does anyone ever on anything like this roll for them? I don't Maybe know. for for you know a fun game or yeah. Path to Glory. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Makes me very interested as to what we're gonna get when our Broken Realms comes out. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean the stuff is good. The mm -hmm. Stormcast stuff is interesting because yeah, it gives good rules to Stormcast, but it's a new uh, allegiance. It's Storm Keeps, not Storm. Yeah. So they, they lose the storm host stuff. They can't so deep strike the... anymore. 
They can't you know, teleport uh, exactly. down. The deep striking mm -hmm. stuff, the... But you can still be like the... Whatever they're called, mm -hmm. Andals of the Heldenhammer sub-faction. Yeah. You yeah. can still be that and get those bonuses. But now you're at Stormkeep, you get other bonuses. Uh, Liberators become viable. Better saves, better bravery, and you can take one in four free guild mm -hmm. uh, units, which also get some buffs and can be affected by command abilities, as if they were Stormcast Eternals. Yeah, and there's a, the big thing about that is the keyword bingo, because it's mm. a lot of Stormcast command abilities don't actually tar target the Stormcast keyword. Mm. Because mm -hmm, it's an so, old book, and they just went for friendly units. No, uh, no, because when they change the book, there's a lot of things that are like target. Uh, for instance, like all the, um, you know, like the whatever they are, temples or storm, storm, host. something, storm host. Mm -hmm. They they target their specific keyword a lot of them. Oh, so like okay. Then it doesn't friendly, do much. Yeah. And and okay. uh, some of the name characters as well, like mm -hmm. so they target things like. Ambles of the Helden Hammer unit and stuff, mm -hmm. and a lot of the newer models, like some of them, they've got like command abilities oh. that do three different things depending on what unit you target, and it specifically says something like Evocators or Castigators mm -hmm. or Redeemer yeah. or mm -hmm. something like that. So a lot of command abilities aren't gonna work still. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, yeah, I don't know. Keyword bingo on that one. Uh, yeah. They have a, one nice battalion. They got five battalions, but one's a really nice one because you can use it outside of this allegiance. You can also use it for the other classic Stormcast, mm -hmm. which is basically a couple of heroes, which you might take anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not many points, 90 points maybe. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a lot of CPs, basically. Right. So in theory, could you take that and say it's a Sigmog? No, because it, it needs to be Stormcast Allegiance, uh, Allegiance to take those battalions. It's mm. a Stormcast battalion, and you can choose to put it in the Stormkeep Allegiance or the Stormhost oh. Allegiance. Right, okay. So it needs to be so a, a Stormcast army. Okay. But it gives you a lot of extra CPs, which and that, that's one that you can take in, in both Allegiance yeah. <laughs> uh, and the yeah. other four, I think you're bound to um, to this the new, new Stormkeep Storm Allegiance. Okay. So, Which yeah. is, okay, cool. I might see some diverse Stormcast lists, more Liberators. Yeah, sure. maybe. Um, what else did we have in that book? I think basically that's some more scrolls we talked about. Um, there's a lot of narrative part so i think like 70 pages story oh, yeah it's a big book so it might be also cool just to read the, the narrative from what's happening um morafi's going batshit crazy <laughs> and uh, some chaos is... some chaos god gets released apparently yeah, yeah that's yeah, some Morrissey unnamed... done fucked up yeah you know Morrissey well. done fucked up Else, oh dear. Like, you couldn't just <clears throat> leave it, you know, you had to fiddle with it. Mm -hmm. um, oh. But, uh, and a nice uh, little teaser, I believe, at the end, I've heard so, is uh, there's some mysterious black cloaked person appearing uh, surrounded by bats. Mm. 
Oh no. Mm, what could oh. that be? Who could that be? Oh no. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bats. It's Manfred, isn't it? Uh, so it, they suggest it's a vampire faction that we've been seeing some rumor engines of that uh, Warmer Weekly claims is vampire pirates, mm. which would be cool. Uh, it's definitely something vampiric. Some sort oh, yeah. of twisted form that GW can IP. Mm-hmm. I'm still going for the Valerian vampire pirate dark elves <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's you know you, they cannot just do like new dark elves. The yeah. new high elves needed to be cows somehow and rocks and hammers. <laughs> so yeah. these new dark elves will be vampire fishermen. Yeah, you know, of course. I don't know what kind of thing. Example, because part of what's happening is this is like the location of these two cities. One of them is on the coast, wasn't it? So, mm, so Anvilgard is at the coast, but is in yeah. Akshi, and Misthaven, I think, is in Ulgu. It's the first city yeah. we have in Ulgu. It is, uh, but it's basically a moving city, so it's a lot of boats just tied together. Yeah, and they just. But- Float around. That kind of fits in with like if you're gonna have vampire like vampire pirates, and mm-hmm. there's also a city that's moves that's a load of boats, then it could be a good. Like, you can see that fitting in narratively together. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean we don't know. It's yeah something. It's um, often they do these little snippets, but then it's still years away. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the other big the other big news oh. is mm-hmm. Jacob Bugmanson um, was released today. Oh yeah. Ooh. The rules, really? No, no, just him, oh. the model. Well, he's for pre order. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, we did get confirmation he is officially Cowardron Overlords now. Yeah, whoever so, doubted that. But, the one okay. or two people. Yeah. Yeah. People, um, uh, no, but cool. about the the new the new release book. Um, one thing that's that they've changed, they've done a little bit strange is the way they're releasing the rules for all the new stuff. So if you want to get a, a lot of the War Scrolls. Or Slanesh and Daughters of Cain have been updated. But mm. The only way you can get those updated War Scrolls is if you buy the box set. Those rules aren't actually in the book they're releasing, in the mm. Monothy book. They're only available in the War Scroll cards if you buy the box set. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, will they just update War Scroll, uh, the app? Um, yeah, they will be the in the app once they're done with the 40k app, so 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's no physical publication where you can buy them no unless they redo the book but slanish book is new daughters maybe but i don't know i think they'll get new books once we've seen this what seems to be uh, aos 3.0 yes aos 3.0 is coming next up next year like next this... summer yeah. but it's are they not because always traditionally been free so are they not updating the the pdfs on the website yeah, yeah, you can find the PDFs for the two new heroes already mm-hmm. on the on the website because the box got uh, released today. I think there was on pre-order last week. The new Shadow and Pain box, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what you're saying, Alex, is true because usually these dual army boxes came with new releases. So Ko and Zinch, when they got new books, Skaven mm-hmm. and Flesh Eater. Uh, what was the other one? Sylvaneth and uh, Goblins. Uh, uh, Odors, although the, although the, the Sylvaneth book was a bit delayed. Uh, the Ogre and Osiric, yeah. 
So the, the war scroll was in the book, actually. Because it, it came out in the battle, in the box, and in the book. But now we've just got mm. all these new updated war scrolls, and they are updated. Um, the snakes changed pretty dramatically. Uh, mm. the, the, the shooting snakes now have two shots. The fighting snakes um, mm. don't get to use their uh, mortal wound mm. attack much anymore. Okay. They got updated. And oh, they also got updated. Okay. Well, then yeah, it's in the so three. These, these core models have gotten updated, but there's, the only way to get those physically is if you buy the box. Or you download the PDF from the website, print it out, then you have a physical what's called. Yeah, well, that, that would, that would require physical, thinking about it. <laughs> physical, the physical, something to touch and show around. Yeah. Uh, if you're not having it on your tablet. Because the Morathi <laughs> one is in the book. And the Morathi book. Morathi one is in the book. And the yeah. new Eidolons are too analogous. So it's, yeah, and because those two hero characters, they're also featured on like photographs in the book. So they could have just added those like last page to War Scrolls. Here you go. You should have added them. Because the book is, mm -hmm. what is it, thirty pounds, thirty-five pounds, seventy dollars, twenty-five, yeah, seventy Australian dollars. It's the same price as a, a battle home normally is. So, okay, it's a it's a thick book though. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, ex um, I'm not excited for what's in this book because it's not not an army that interests me, but um, it excites awesome. me to see what is possible. Yeah. What we can expect um, yeah. for the next factions. The KO one is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Do you reckon it'll be all about dwarfs or do you reckon it'll be a bit of a mixture with So, so I don't know if they're gonna because I'm people are have been saying that they're gonna do uh cities of Sigma multiple times. So mm. a, a couple mm. of new cities. So we have the now we have the Dark Elf faction, maybe we'll get something for the humans. Who knows? I'm not and too sure about that because mm. all the other um, sub sub uh, races in cities they're well off. I mean, the dwarves they work fine. Dispossessed they all synergize with each other. It works. Mm -hmm. uh, the elves, okay, humans do well. The ones that they're left, but the dark elves were still like you know in a weird place because they were still like three different <laughs> keywords. Uh, so I think maybe this was they got more because they needed love. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they I, could I'm get rid of Iron World Arsenal and just get the dwarf. Yeah, that would be the you know the get the dispossessed yeah. and Iron World Arsenal together. But then that's just two factions. Like, what is it? It's well, four, yeah, you do the same thing. With, you do the same thing with the human stuff and put that into free guild and. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a bit wishful thinking here. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love it if one, one of these stories is or Grungni is getting out of his, uh, wherever he's hiding uh, with his new city. Oh, I've been preparing this dwarf hold and let's go party. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if they're gonna put I mean, that much effort into. What are old models, old model ranges? They did for the Dark Elves, which is okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'd love it. I'd like to see it. KO will definitely 
because that's the thing with dwarves. You can already do that in either Tempestine. You can get mm -hmm. all the KO in with your city dwarves. Basically, that's the same as we have now for Daughters of Cain with the Dark Elves. Mm -hmm. Or you can play Barrack Fring, where you can get all the dwarves up in the skies to the Caradon. So the, the, these options already exist to play Maybe an old dwarf army. Like a more Fire Slayers version. Mm. Like a Tempest Eye, but like a Fire Slayers sort of one we so yeah. Take fire in or so fire slayers, and then these are the fire slayers that live. Like there's a fire slayer uh, realm, like beneath a, a settlement, and these yeah. are the dwarves from that settlement that help out. Could be yeah. cool. I'd like that. Uh, but again, if I don't know if they're gonna go too deep into the old races together mm. thematic, um, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think. Uh, for KO, one thing we could see, I think it might sort of revolve around Barrett Monar a bit, just because you mm. know the Olgu. lore in the book is they moved to Olgu. We don't, mm. re they were a bit sort of cryptic about it, so mm. they could have been setting it up for this. Yeah, I mean we've we've speculated about this already, the hero boat or maybe yeah. a bat another battalion. Although our battalions are not bad, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe it's just an old dwarf battalion that you can use in all the three dwarf factions. Mm -hmm. So you have one, two, uh, three Dwarden heroes, that many battle line, and zero to two war machines, and then you can use it in all the different yeah. factions. They could do so, something like that. Something where all the all the Dwarden unite behind Gotrek, and you have a battalion that you have to have Gotrek in. <laughs> mm. That'd be something. The Go Trick Crusade, and he's like yeah. the slowest of all of them. Yeah, because that was one thing I did think Arch. about was uh, rather than like something, you know, centering around Grungi, was mm. like Marathi's story is basically like Marathi wants to be a god. Mm. And, like, oh, I know. What so, you yeah, Go Trick becoming a god, Grimnir. potentially even even unwillingly. I mean, he is the avatar of Grimnir, it says on his war. Yeah. Form. So maybe there's uh, is, something there. The, 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 clearly, the dwarf book is going to have the greatest dwarf of all time become a god, Brock Grunson. <laughs> god of the well, sky. That, yeah. Well, that's the, the other court. thing in the narrative is when Brock went on his grand tour and he yeah. went to, uh, what's that one? The one where all the dwarves are in. In no, he went Sigmar. to he went to Greywater. Yeah, that's it. Greywater. And then he left, and then he left immediately because Greywater is infested by Zinch. Yeah, so maybe they follow up on that somehow. Like, yeah, Zinch they will didn't... take over Greywater fastness, like Marafi took over the other one. That um, could be. That could be. Although Greywater is in, isn't that in Giran, where with all the Sylvaneth? So that would be like Alario. Yeah, because one, well. one, one thing with all this speculation uh, in the teaser text before the first book mm -hmm. came out, it always said Elven Pantheon. Right. They, they specifically always said Elven Pantheon. What's their story? What's, what are they doing in the mortal realms? Okay. So now we have Morati. Who needs love is Alariel. She's already a goddess. So maybe she, she rescues need the love. Sea. So maybe she's now get some rules, make Sylvaneth better. Oh, more and then we get 
Realm of Life Dwarfs with uh, what's her name beginning with V? Valaya. Ah, uh, Valaya. Yeah. The goddess, the mother goddess. Yeah. Of of hearth and motherhood and healing. Yes. Oh, healing. In Little the Realm of Life, dwarf. after her and Alario together rescue Greywater Fastness <gasps> from Zinc. Mm, okay, mm, maybe not. <laughs> well, I'd, uh, I'd like a... I'm not opposed to... A Val- because uh, I think one of the stories was that Valaya, she was nowhere to be found when Sigmar mm-hmm. found the two dwarves, uh, the two dwarf gods. So, But they believe she's still somewhere alive. And Grugni I... has been searching. So maybe he found her and it's all the female dwarves and it's more around like healing. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I, think, I think the the name of the books doesn't doesn't sound like there's gonna be much saving of Greywater Fastness. I think we're gonna no. lose a lot of cities. Gonna break it. I don't yeah. I don't think Anvil yeah. God's gonna be the fir- the last to go yeah. Yeah, a lot of broken city just mm. yeah because they said in this book they specifically said you can choose to play as broken realms army mm-hmm. you, you put yeah. it on your work roster you say this is a broken realms army i'm using these rules because that allows me to play it as a hardcore i don't know the name uh, of this new city so maybe we get more of those yeah i think and, we will allegiances Sub- maybe they destroy a skyport. Ooh. Maybe this is the Broken Realms version of Baragnar. How to stop people using bags often? Blow it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you can they don't stop it because you're still allowed mm. to use it. But maybe this is the broken version mm. of Baragurbas. Yeah, or maybe you know? it would be. Ooh. Maybe it would and be more hard because they're in Ogre. Yeah, the broken version of Bar- uh, of some Mona. It just. But crashes oh. crashes into the mountainside and now is a dispossessed hold. And that's how we get the shadow dwarfs. I don't know what. Yeah, we Creo and whoever crashed it. Yeah. <laughs> the crash pilot. Skaven. <laughs> Skaven and Nord in Nord for the engines and the yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, novels from Black Library with flying Skaven, mm-hmm. where they walk. Yeah, uh, Prophet's room right now. So, oh yeah, and yeah. um, but apparently there's like a pre-story to that one where this these characters appeared before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that doesn't mm-hmm. have Skaven in it. Um, no, there's another. No, there's another short story at least where the Skaven have encounter with, oh, with okay. this character from the book. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a speculation. That was a tinfoil hat. Yes. Section. Should we move on to yes. the actual main part of the show? Because we've been talking for half an hour now. <laughs> yeah. That's about good. things that we basically don't know about because we haven't that even we, read what it. What we want. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're just going to look through the battle plans and talk about mm-hmm. them mostly from a KO perspective. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess it's going to be a little bit, I don't know. I mean, General. generically, we can say what's a good approach. Yeah. Why is KO good, bad, best? At this? <coughs> Bless you. And um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be there's going to be some transferable. Well, hopefully, wisdom. 
I mean, it depends <laughs> on the list, what you're playing, what you're not playing, but yeah. maybe this gives you an idea what list to bring if you're attending a tournament where you know what battle plans are being played. Mm-hmm. Uh, some which, of these which ones we to look out played. for. Yeah, which and ones you want which, to go to? <laughs> yeah, if you don't know which battle plans are going to be played, then you, if you want to do like an all comers, something that works for every battle plan, hmm? obviously you need to know what's in them. Um, right. Let's have a look at the first one. Uh, I think I have. Did I put them in the order they're in the book? Because I actually made this ages ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, yeah, they're in the same order as they are in the book, which is helpful if uh, you want to follow along. Um, so, Knife to the Heart has changed a bit since uh, the old one in terms of layout. Um, the objectives has just changed position slowly, just. It's yeah, like they went away from that shape yeah. to just. <clears throat> uh, to be honest, if you like, if you're watching this or, or listening to this in a couple of days' time on the podcast, just come watch the video because it'll be so much easier. <laughs> or, or have your books with you, um, and because uh, I can't just like we can't try and describe. Uh, so there's two objectives. Yeah, mm. there's, there's objectives on the map. So on a. <laughs> So what is it four by six table? Yeah. Um, so the main thing is it with Knight of the Heart works the same way as it used to, which is from the beginning of the third battle round. If you control both objectives, um, then you immediately win. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The important thing to note is it's beginning from the third battle round. So if you have both objectives at the end of the second battle round, the second it switches over to third. You win. Yeah. yeah, you roll off. You shake hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've had, yeah, I've, I've had that come up in a tournament before, where I just retreated I, on at the end uh, of the second. Turn. Yes, I played this at my last tournament against Shoecast. This exact uh, scenario, and it just came down to. Um, I think I got. I got lucky. Uh, with the with the priority, so either he won and he went onto my onto mine end of two, or and I could not take it back, or I won priority, killed enough from him, get on on his, he couldn't get it back, and that was yeah. it. There's no, there's a, I, I'm not sure if I like this um, battle plan for tournaments because it's, you know, this was the case with the Stormcast player. He's a very good tournament player, and we just said both like. It's no one's fault that he lost or, or won. It's just it happened, and it could have gone either way. It was a dice roll, took it. That's it. End of end of game. Because we both had teleporting, you know, deep striking armies, and no, that was the, it. The big thing about this is, I think if you can zone off the area of your objective, so that if so, even if someone does do some crazy shenanigans with movement or charging, they still don't actually get models onto it can we really have a lot tournaments will often use another version of this mission called blood and glory which uses four objectives Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i won one of the games at the 2019 cancon on knife to the heart just by holding my objective sneaking some thunders on the back and a turn two tipped over one game Mm -hmm. Mm. that's good the objective that's it if that game had lasted another turn, his entire force would have reached my guys 
on on my objective and just wiped out my entire army. All right, it's super janky. So why why is this good from a KO perspective? This battle plan. Lee, uh, you want to take it through it? Because the we, main thing is that there's not many objectives. Uh, well, which can be a blessing and a curse, but we have just the power to put all of lots of models in one place instantly with telep with fly high. So you can just fly high your whole army to their side of the table and put pressure on the objective if you want to. Um, instead of whereas they might be trying to walk across the board. Uh, so where you don't want to be uh, what's the right word? Uh, what you need to be aware of and not, you know, not be complacent about is fly high is you have to be nine inches away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, if they're within three inches of their objective, you're not landing on it unless you get your charge. Uh, this is great for Zilfin. Oh, yeah. Land, yeah. land nine inches away, then move forward ten inches. Yeah, and then charge or if you If you get the double, just use your gun holder with the 18-inch movement. Move yeah. him onto the objective and then just shoot everything that's still standing on the objective. He's the only one on it. Done. KO being um, the fastest army in the game, this is a very easy mission for us. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, it's also good because we only need to defend one objective. Yeah. And Which KO are not good it. are not good at holding objectives per se. We're good at capturing, but not good at holding it. Mm. Uh, so some lists might struggle to put. Depends what you play against, of course, but to struggle defending their own. Because if it's now round two, bottom of round two, and those, I don't know what, 15 Dawn Riders are closing in on your 10 Arcanauts, mm-hmm. they're going to take that objective. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's good because we can get to the other one and we keep the opponent over there and we can just, you know, stand off and shoot while everyone stands in their deployment zone. But think about what you're going to do to protect your own. Mm -hmm. I think turn order is potentially quite important on this as well. It is, definitely, yes. You know, you don't want to be... You don't really want to be taking the first turn on the second battle round because if then your opponent does something you haven't predicted, um, then they could you know potentially automatically win the game without you then getting a turn to rectify it. Exactly. So give away first turn, go second. Then if on you the get the double, round. if you get the double, maybe don't take it. Mm. So you're guaranteed to have the last word in the second round. Because if you then manage to take it, game's over. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, if you don't get it, the other one gets priority. Either you get a double turn because they give it away, or they take it and you still go second. So, yeah. Still, it's it's one of those battle plans that can be over after thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a little bit of a game left... of chicken. It's, it's uh... like who blinks first? Mm. Um, because, like, for instance, if you're playing like the Zilfin list, you could just try and take the objective, just go hell for leather on their objective turn one, 
Um, and you might not take it because, you know, they're going to clump everything together in one place, which is actually what, you know, KO doesn't want. We normally are better hitting a flank. Um, but, yeah, the, if you don't do that, then you're like, well, I'll, I'll wait and then I hope they'll come off their objective. But then they're doing the same thing where they'll wait, hoping mm-hmm. you'll come off your objective. So it's, you know, it's like, who's going to who's gonna make their move first? Which is okay. While we're waiting, we can shoot from 24 inches yeah. away. Most of our armies cannot do anything. They're just standing there casting spells, maybe. Okay. And sure. Most armies, you can predict what they're trying to do because they, they can't move across in one turn normally. Mm, some armies can't. Yeah, but the majority, particularly if you're playing against you know, something like, uh, some of the slower armies. So, so there's a lot of armies with teleports now. And even if they don't strikes, teleports, yeah. double move, uh, flying 14 inches, run and charge, you know. Yeah. Definitely watch out for stuff like Ideneth with their run and charge back to mm. second battle round. Um, Ideneth will do it. Daughters will do it. Um, Lumineth will do it. Lots of elves. Coming. All the elves will do it. Jaws of Mark would do it. <laughs> To just yeah, they bounce, will bounce across and smash into you, mm-hmm. and then either die or win. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's somehow of I mean, control it, and then... it's yeah, it's it's more of a of a chess game battle plan. You know, who moves first, who not, and you're planning not for five rounds, but basically for two rounds. Yeah, maybe yeah. three. Yeah, because the don't like because we can't defend objectives particularly well. Mm-hmm. You you can't wait for them to hit you and then and then go uh, behind them. Yeah, because then you're lost. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want to be hitting the whole force. It's the problem either. You want them to sort of move. The ideal scenario is them to move forward so they're setting up for the next turn to take yours, but they haven't done it yet. And then you yeah, that's, that's what I said. Scenario. Like second round. Yeah. You want to go last in the second round? I mean, if I was playing Zilfin, I would I would save my uh, once per t- once per game move. I think in this battle plan until yeah, yeah. I try and get the objective. Definitely. Yeah. Essentially, first turn you sit back, and the next turn, a second turn is your punch. Yeah. Well, you sit back, or you fly high to the side of them to like draw them off. Or behind mm-hmm. them to draw, like pull them off the objective. Yeah. Because if there's a gun holder sitting behind them with six engine riggers, they're not going to ignore it. They can no. sit it out and get shot off, and then I move in, or they're going to take care of that threat. Yeah. And if they and do, if okay, got... then I can jump onto it with something else. Yeah. And if you've got Arconauts on your objective, like, uh, can you see my mouse? You can. Yes. If you've got Arconauts, you want to bring them out. To zone like to zone off the space as well. Um, yes, but you want to make sure that they cannot deep strike nine inches onto it. So yeah, so you want one or two to, uh, towards the middle. Yeah, well, it, all over that objective. Big twenty depends. man unit. Yeah, well, if you've got twenty man unit, something you can do with a twenty man unit is with an inch apart, you can just do a big circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you've got two units, then you want to bring one forwards and one back and. Yeah, you want to. You don't want to leave space behind, but you don't want them to just charge. Like it. it. Like the benefit of coming here is if they charge, then they're not on it. 
and they're going to come from this direction. Unless and, they can fly. Yeah, you have to know what your opponent's army can do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that tech is true for all objectives you want to defend. You know, yeah. Keep them off uh, by charging onto it or deep striking onto it. If you know that they're going to teleport or deep strike and they're going to be relying on a charge, then you can just sit on, on a ring around this three-inch mm -hmm. bit and that means they can't actually land on it and then they're relying on their charge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, depends on how many units you've got because if you've got lots of units then you can mm -hmm. spread out the space. Well, that, and it's another reason why I am a big advocate of those objective markers which actually show you how mm. big the 12-inch circle is. Yeah. Yeah. There's available for many, many spaces. I got mine from the Honest Wargamer back in the day, yeah. but a lot Terrainheim of people... does them as well. Terrainheim, you can get the mouse pad ones, you can get you can make their, your own basically, just get some see through plastic cards and cut them out. Yeah. If you want to be fancy and you're playing your own table, then Dark Fantastic Mills do like a, a, a oh yes. stove yeah. thing now as well. They have Ooh. like terrain actual terrain. Yeah. tiles yeah. that you put down um, or what I've seen is a, a battle mat that actually very lightly had all the objective circles and for all the possible battle plans on it a little, little very, very fine black lines but it's not I, I thought so the same but mm. you can you can if you know where the objective is you put down a marker and you and can see exactly which circle is the corresponding one and you can see deployment zones and everything. Yeah. Okay. But it's not too busy. It's I don't know which uh, manufacturer it was. I've seen it on a picture, and it looked quite interesting. Might maybe I'll buy one of those someday. It makes it so much easier. Just put down objectives. Oh, it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. Because the mark the, the position is already marked on the map. Yeah. And the benefit of them is they they can't move because like exactly what about the plastic ones is that. Yeah, stick them on a piece of terrain. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything else about this battle plan? No, I think we've. Uh, I it. think we've talked about it long enough. It's a it's a very simple one, really, isn't it? Um, so the next one is total conquest. Um, it's got the sort of checkerboard sort of split quadrants into, into corners, uh, quarters. Um, Key thing is really that there's two that ne neither player has that they can deploy onto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the scoring nice... is. In... Oh, yeah. Keep going about the, the basic one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the scoring is okay. uh, that you, you score one normally, um, obviously. Um, and then if you take it and your opponent previously had it, then you. Uh, score an extra one um mm -hmm. and then if you also have a leader on within six inches um then you get an extra point for that as well so yeah and in interesting is the leader does not need to be the one holding it he just needs to be within six so if you have a, a hero inside a boat yeah and the counts. boat's on side uh, on the objective he still counts for the extra points yeah, and it's he's a very well protected leader in that boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, he won't count to your number of models, but he will count for that extra points. Um, uh, Cole, Cole, what were you going to say? Um, 
so this deployment deployment type is going to be really nice for a KO player. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really easy to deploy yourself right into a corner down there. Mm -hmm. um, put out a screen of Arconauts surrounding all your units six inches away, and then the enemy will have a very long time to get to it. So you're probably there's good chance you're not even going to get charged turn one, and mm -hmm. then you can in your mm -hmm. turn one fly high, grab grab everything you want. Start mm -hmm. the game, but you will be safe on that first turn. Mm. So, uh, a few suggestions here is key, and this goes back to something Lee that you told me before the GTC where we played this uh, first round. Is as long as you hold two with heroes, you're gonna minimum score the same amount as your opponent, if not more points. Mm -hmm. So you can keep on. Mm -hmm. You don't need to overcommit. And uh, that, I played this first round, which I won against the Cities of Sigma uh, list. And what I did is exactly what you said, Alex. I just deployed in a corner, but I had my 10 Arcanauts, a little string on that objective. Because he had no means to get to me anyway, so I didn't need to screen out my, my other ships. Okay, yeah. And uh, usually I keep my chemist inside a boat. This time I, I deliberately left him there outside of the boat with the Arcanauts. So he will be there sitting, scoring two points, or those units will score two points for at least three, four rounds. Yeah. And then I, I gave away first turn. I, I looked at what my opponent did. He moved 30 Phoenix Guard to one of the, the upper one. So I said, OK, well, I'm not going to go and deal with those 30 Phoenix Guard with an anointed. Ignore them. <laughs> Fly on to the next one with a hero inside the boat. That was the navigator. Deployed my funders there. Shot off whatever he had coming towards that, so that was another a couple of points, and then I moved on to his. Then I I dropped another hero, the navigator on that one, and then I moved with my my engine master to the next one, capturing that one with another hero. So I had three heroes scoring all the extra points, and I didn't even bother about the the phoenix guard sitting on the other one; just left them there the whole game. Because as long as yeah. you have two or more scoring with heroes, you're gonna win this. Yeah, so um, it, it yeah, can, it's, a, it's a good one for KO. This one. It could become a game of yeah. just swapping their heroes, because if you can, if you have the same number of objectives, but you're scoring more points from heroes and they're not, then. Um, and yeah, and losing one doesn't matter much because if you recapture his somewhere, yeah, you get the extra point and you catch up in points. Mm. So, this one is not about. A person that's my personal opinion tabling an opponent or just getting all the objectives no just keep scoring and jump around and score mm. more i think it's more about take one take one and hold one for a long period of time because the the thing with care is um if they take one and you want to retake it it might be difficult to get a hero onto it um if they zone out the nine inches. Uh, so. Well, if you get onto it, you need to get onto it anyway. Yeah, but you might be able to get a unit onto it, but not necessarily get a hero onto it. But if you get a boat onto it, you've got a hero onto it. Yeah, if you get your boat onto it. But if you get, if you get your riggers in, but you don't get your boat in... Then you well, then you try it. to get your Ender Master in, of course, yeah. <laughs> with the riggers. So, I mean, yeah, it's... it's also, much if you lose, your, lose your home, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Just you can move as we said before, move your entire army to the other three or the other two. Just swap places and yeah. keep on scoring. 
Yeah, the um, the, well, the two big things with deployment to think about is like it's very easy for us to sit in this area here, mm -hmm. but you do need to make sure you put something on here because if not, you're going to have to move something onto there at some point, and you want a hero on there to get the points. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing is if they don't defend this area here, then exactly. it's very easy to go behind them. Yeah. And that's what happened uh, in my game. Yeah. Then I just, I actually was able to fly onto his one because he, oh. he needed, because he didn't have enough units to like get all, everything. So, yeah. yeah. This is the more objectives they are, the better for KO because the more your opponent needs to spread out his force. Whilst we can, most army lists, we can get all, all our army put in one spot. Shoot with all the power of the army, that two units, yeah. next one, go somewhere else. So we're always out firing uh, yes. the opponent. Three to five is our sweet spot because once you start getting higher than that, like we because we can't hold multiple objectives very easily. Oh, but um, we can fret we can threaten all of them. Yeah. Any um, boat can threaten any I don't, objective. I don't, any I don't mind. Even Scorcher, which we'll see in a second. Yeah. I don't mind. I prefer the multiple objective ones to the low number of objective ones. Or the ones where objectives are close by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think one, this is a it's a good one for us. That's the one I like. It's a nice mechanic they introduced with heroes and then taking, getting an extra point. So it's a back and forth play. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting thing to note, which is the the distance here is six inches. So if you have some Arconauts here, you can run them onto the objective quite easily. Um, mm -hmm. Quite simple. Um, I wouldn't fall into the trap of taking first turn and taking both side objectives no no because you're yeah you'll score those points but then you then your opponent will take them off you because you won't have much on them you might have something a lot on one of them but not the other and then their score extra points so mm -hmm. you are ko do not take first turn ever bad it's zero sum mm. bad unless you can mm. either take out key units in your opponent's army or you can make sure that you score a lot then i mean if, if, if your opponent is just like sh like just has croak like just out there in the middle of the open with nothing surrounding him yes take, kill that guy yeah. <laughs> take the bait and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no it, 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 yeah as a as, as a general rule of thumb just go second mm -hmm. just go second if you, if you have the choice Go mm -hmm. second because a double turn of shooting and not just shooting in one spot, but wherever you want, is uh, what do you Game call over. it? A negative play experience. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is true, honestly. Uh, I'd say so myself. The other thing about it, that it's distance is... it's, it's not fun for the opponent, no. No, it's not. The other thing is, it's very easy for someone to set up a trap because this is such a short distance. They can set up a unit here, and if you move on to it, then it's it's not hard for them to move and charge you. Um, mm -hmm. And then they get the extra point. Yeah. yeah. And kill your stuff, mm. which is the main thing. Because mm. it's not necessarily about mm. scoring the points over the course of those two turns. It's who, who owns it in the end, ready for the next turn. 
um, and in the long run. Um, well, yeah. Think about your heroes. Uh, split up your heroes. Don't keep like two heroes inside one boat. Uh, Try to maximize yeah. your maximize your your scoring on this one, and you'll be fine. I think this is a KO friendly one. Yeah, that's the other the big thing about this is you need ways to move your heroes about at different at the same time in different ships. Um, because if you've got all three heroes in one ironclad, because you're taking Ironclad Command and you haven't got any other boats, then you either need to deploy, get one out before you fly high or, de or deploy one on this objective so that, you know, when you go well, into your you other can. one. Capture yeah. one, score extra, kick him out of the boat, he stays there. Yeah. The other two fly on, take the bus yeah. to the next one. You need to sort of plan ahead and think, right, okay, mm -hmm. if I'm going to go over there, I need to make sure I've got a hero here to score points and vice versa. Yeah, um, but hero scoring or leader scoring, uh, this important. wins you this game. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Should we move on? Yep, sure. Yep. Uh, uh, so next one is Battle for the Pass, which mm -hmm. is similar, but they changed the deployment got rid of the triangles. Mm -hmm. uh, so which is like... so much better. That stupid, uh, stupid triangle. If you had some terrain, like you couldn't even deploy your army. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from a KO perspective, it makes us gives us less space we can potentially <clears throat> deploy to, uh, fly high to. Because before, you know, you'd be able to the triangle would come down here, and you'd be able to drop down here if you wanted to or something. Yeah. Um, so okay. it gives you the both players have more board control potential from deployment. Um. And it means that both players can much easier threaten the two central objectives now. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah. yeah, I like this one. The key thing is the scoring on this one. So you yep. get one point. Uh, so we talk about it from the perspective of the red play. Yeah, one point for holding this one, two for the two middle ones. And if you take your opponents, you score four. So... The ones in your deployment zone have got this, you know, double-edged sword. Of they're not worth much for you, but they're worth a lot for your opponent, and vice yep. versa. Uh, but it's it's a good one because we are playing uh, lengthwise. Mm -hmm. So uh, theoretically, the armies are further away, uh, twenty-four inches, which is is okay. Uh, which gives you takes more time for the opponent to get to you, more time for you to shoot him. Um, again, scoring four points for a backfield objective that's just KO specialty. You know, just if he moves forward to get yours, you can you either force him to keep part of his force behind, okay, less, less that will engage you, or you just fly behind him and threaten him in. Get those juicy four points. Uh, here, I'd suggest, or that's how I play it. You look at how he, what his plan is. Is he forcing onto both middle ones because he wants to score five points, or just one? And then I'd, I'd suggest to concentrate on one at a time of the middle ones. You keep your own, concentrate on one. So again, you have uh, you outnumber him on that one in terms of power projection. Take that, and then you can easily move on to the next, or his home one. Mm -hmm. So you can 
he needs to split his army, don't do the same. Take your entire army to one spot, clear it off, go on to the next. Even if you fall behind in points, you only score one or maybe then three points while he scored five and three. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to score the, those five points or even the, the full nine points. Yeah. And in my experience, the opponent won't, you, it'll, it'll, you usually won't be able to get the four points. So don't, I wouldn't concentrate on their objective as nice as, as, nice as, as it is with the, all the points you can get. Um, it'll be much easy. It'll be much easier and much simpler for you to just take those middle ones. Yeah, the four mm-hmm. points. That's like round four, round five. That's when the their army basically gone. Yeah. when their army is already falling apart, but you still have that one gun holder and free Endron Ringers. Just capture those four points, win the game. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah, the. There's a lot of backspace behind the objectives in both deployment zones. Yes. So it's very, like, it's something you need to be aware of as well if you're facing someone else that can teleport or come off a table edge. Um, but the it's presents a, like an interesting thing from deployment because it's very tempting for us to deploy here or, you know, in a little semicircle here or here, but... You know, some armies mm. do have the potential they can get onto your home objective turn one if you don't zone out that area. Um, so you need to make sure that you are defending uh, mm. from the first from from deployment. Yeah, what what you can do here uh, is is the what Gary used to do: just lay out nine inch sticks all around the <laughs> deployment zone, like in the corner, somewhere on the side. People get paranoid. They start putting down units where they don't want to put them, just to screen out because they think you're gonna deploy some, like show up somewhere in the corner, on the upper right-hand corner. Like, why? Why would I go there? There's no objective there. Why would I ever go there? People just get paranoid when you pull out those nine-inch sticks, just lay them out anywhere, and they start screening and conga lining. And Mm -hmm. okay, sure, if 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 that Nurgle player conga lined his. Black Kings that in the back corner, they're not going anywhere the entire game. They're just standing there. The other thing you can do is because there is so so much space, is you can just drop a gun hauler in uh, somewhere like exactly, and that that, that will drive them crazy. Because then they've either got to deal with it, or slowly, or because it will slowly pick wounds off, you know, the little battle line unit sitting on here or something, or their move models off it Mm. to go deal with it, and then you can fly high onto it. Classic. With the gun yeah. hauler, pull them off towards you and then 18 inch zip over them. Boop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Because yeah. they, they forget that you can move that gun hauler. That People you can think, actually... oh, nine inch, nine inch fly high, nine inch fly. They lay out their sticks and they, they screen everything fantastic. Yeah, but I can move 18 inches plus run. I can just move three inches then... away, you know, and just sit there. And then injection end on Mark Four. <laughs> Yeah, he did that. He did that. Yeah, exactly. On yeah. This battle plan. <laughs> yeah. Against Charles. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, KO friendly. Um, I mean, these are basic KO rules. Uh, you should know these. Don't overcommit your army in too many on too many fronts. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a five-round game. This objective game here, you don't need to score everything like first or second round. 
score three points, then maybe five points next round. Or even just, if you keep scoring free, he's not going to get ahead of you. Yeah. Um, and then weight him down, and then round five, take his four points. That's yeah. it. Major victory. It is, um, it's quite easy to score these middle ones, even with foot troops. If you deploy here or here, you can you can move on to them quite easily. Um, but again, like you don't want to. It can end up being like a system of trades, can't it? Uh, which the game can sort of end up being a lot of the time. Um, you know, you move mm -hmm. your your unit on, then they charge your unit and kill it, and then you you move a bigger unit on. Um, so I would re really look at your opponent's deployment um, and where they're putting things. And if they if they leave a space here empty, then it's what if you've got say if you're playing something like uh, Kron, your your list with three units of Arconauts, then it's yeah. it's worth just putting a unit of Arconauts here because you can then potentially fly high and put most of the bulk of your force here and just put a ninety point unit of Arconauts mm. onto this objective. Um, you could potentially it. score both your home and the other one with a string of 10 Arcanauts. Yeah. Well, you could, yeah. yeah and if... then next round, you run them up to the, the other one. But first round, at least you score. You won. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and especially in Zilfan, Arcanauts are pretty zippy. So they will they'll yeah. actually mm -hmm. get to those center objectives. They yeah. move inches. 10 inches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a six-inch gap from, from here, and then it sort of gets longer as it's, because, you know, a circle. Um, but, yeah, yeah. if you're moving 10, you, can, you don't even have to deploy on the line to do it. Exactly. Uh, That's why Zilfin is also so great, because your foot troops are fast as well. Mm -hmm. uh, should we move on to the next one? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the next one's Star Strike, which is great for KO, I think. Um, because if you don't yeah. know how Star Strike works, then there's no objectives there, turn one. So you can complete freedom where you deploy without having to worry about defending something too much. Um, within reason. Um, and before determining who starts the second battle round, then you roll a dice and the first objective comes on this central line here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you do the same thing again, but with two dice um, at the start of the third battle round for this line and this line. Um, and yeah, and then the victory points you get are equal to the battle round. So mm -hmm. well, nothing turn one because there's no objectives. Uh, second battle round, and you're you can at most score two points because there'd be yep. one objective or two points and. I think this is really about the late game. Exactly. Uh, which is why they get, they become, they, uh, the objectives become worth five points at late game. So, mm -hmm. so forget about the two points in the second round. Don't get lured into capturing that middle objective right away. It's just two points. You're going to, yeah. if you score three, four, and five points on another one, you're just going to outscore that. Um, yeah. here, because no one knows what's going to happen, don't take first turn. There's no reason to. Because yeah, I... there's no, nowhere to go. People will just either spread out to cover much ground, mm. 
you can just sit there, shoot a little bit, but nothing much is happening around one. <laughs> but uh, what I like about this, the old Star Strike I didn't like because there were too many uh, positions that the the star could fall, the objective could and, appear. And, now and the it's way that free. dice worked, the way that dice worked, it was always going to land in the center. It was never yeah, going to land bell, on the edges. Your bell curve was in the middle somewhere. Yeah. But now it's those three positions, so you can actually keep units close to your home free spots that they can show up. You can plan for this. But still, it's not a mission I often see at tournaments because it's too variable. Because if you yes. have an army that's not very movable, it depends where you deploy. If you didn't deploy in the area where it shows up, you're screwed, basically. Yeah. It's, it's why it's so good for K because wherever it lands, we can get to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, get closer, yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, um, here, if you take two objectives, you don't need all three of them, you're going to win. If you yeah. take all three of them last round, you're going to win 15 points. I don't think yeah, they yeah. can outscore you before that. What is it? The Nine, problem is... 11... Yeah, they could. The problem is for KO getting to those last rounds because we're not very good at attrition. No, but you can't... You just you yeah. don't even play the objectives for the first... Well, there isn't any objectives on the first battle round, so um, you just can... Uh, try and pick them off really you don't want to do the whole zilf and alpha strike turn one on this i don't think unless they no. do spread out if they spread out because they want to you know get some models on all of the potential places in their in their objective and then they also try and they want to you know move they try if they try and move forwards as well to where it might potentially land then they're going to be so spread out then you can just hit a flank and start killing mm -hmm. some stuff um, and then you know you, you zip to the next flank, the next turn, um, and then you don't worry about the objectives for the first, definitely the first two rounds. I don't think. Just stay out of charge range and keep shooting. Yeah, um, and then you get to the point where you know rounds three, four, and five, where they're they're going to be low on units then for that point. Mm. Um, uh, and keep giving away priority if you win it. Don't yeah, you wanna stuck. see you wanna see what happens. You wanna There's no reason to take the double turn early on. Mm, Unless you can no really you want the double turn out. probably from third to fourth round here. Because mm -hmm. that's where you're gonna score a lot of points, do a lot of damage and then round five basically everyone's left with you know one two units. Maybe round scrambling for those last <laughs> objectives. Maybe round two to three, you can make a case for it if they land in really bad places where you can't, uh, where they can potentially just zone off large areas and you can't fly high to it. And if you don't take it, or yeah. you know, if they've got big anvil units that are going to be sitting on it if you don't get to it, but I don't know. it's yeah, normally you leave it till late as late as possible. I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything else about this one? There's a no. No. <laughs> it's not much played, that one. No. Uh, so this is one of the ones that I consider a lot when I write lists a bit. 
which there may be more than I should do, but it's Scorched Earth. Um, the big thing about this is there's eight objectives, um, four in each deployment zone. Um, from the second battle round onwards, you can burn objectives in enemy territory uh, for D3 victory points. You can get an extra victory point uh, if you burn an objective and when you have a leader within six inches, which is you know the same as... Total Conquest, where the leader doesn't actually have to be counting towards controlling it. Mm-hmm. the ship, And you can block your opponent from burning objectives if you yeah. have a leader on, on your objective. objective. So even if they captured it, but your hero is still standing there, mm-hmm. they cannot burn it. They just score yeah. one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen sometimes this will get uh, comped to be a flat number of victory points for when you burn it, either two or three. Uh, oh, yeah, two, yeah, two points. Do you do that often? Um, because if not, you can end up losing the game purely by those D three rolls. Yep, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the. KO is not good at holding objectives, and there's a lot of them. Um, mm, but there's a lot to capture. Yeah, there's a lot. To, there's a lot around, um, and it does mean that if your opponent wants to try and hold them, then they have to spread out, which is good. Uh, but you know, I lost my train of thought. Uh, well, uh, maybe I can help um, here. If you capture an objective and it is not under threat that you lose it, don't burn it. Keep yeah. it. Because that's the extra one point that your hero might give you, but just keep it and even move your hero off it. That's an extra point. Uh, this is a fantastic uh, battle plan if you have the Celestine Prime in your list. Because <laughs> he comes oh, yeah. out round three, he auto-charges onto that objective because 12 mm-hmm. inches. He's going to shoot it first, and then he's going to smack the living hell out of them. Minus two bravery. They're going to run off. He's capturing it. Either he's burning it, D3 plus one, moving on to the next. They're only six inches apart, so he's going to jump onto the next one, onto the next one, and the next one. Uh, and he's a leader, so fantastic. <laughs> I recently played this against, uh, I think it was Iron Jaws list, uh, Iron Jaws Allegiance. Just mm-hmm. Let them come towards you while on, on while you threaten. Like again, just take care of one side of the board. Let them okay. Let them get theirs because they cannot hold theirs and score yours. They need to move <laughs> towards you. Even if they burn all of yours, you have you can get heroes onto theirs, which they struggle. Most armies struggle because the heroes are not that fast. Because they maybe they have two, three, four heroes, of whom three are just support heroes, like small foot heroes, and one is the big guy, like on the dragon or uh, who knows what, the Mork Russia. Yeah, but he's the one hero that's going to do the extra point. We can get all our heroes scoring extra. Or you can just hide your chemist in your block of Arcanauts on one objective. They cannot burn it because he's still mm-hmm. there, sitting there somewhere on the backfield. Yep, basically. Yep. Um, yeah, this is 
It's a handy one I mean, if you have like a navigator and you can just leave him on an objective. Yeah. Because um, he can do everything he wants from, from, from 36 away, inches. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's also how I played it. Just kicked him out on objective, move on to the next. Left my one hero on to move the rest of the armor to the next. You just score, burn if you need. If it's threatened that you're going to lose it, then if not, just keep it. Um, target enemy heroes is a priority? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. definitely. If they don't, if you if can they don't have any them, heroes, then they cannot, they cannot hinder you from burning and they cannot extra score. Yeah. But I mean, it goes back to the hashtag kill all the heroes. That's always a good solid tactic. Roll more sixes. Because if they burn your objectives, then you can't retake them. But if they take them, but they can't burn it because you killed the heroes, you can just retake it. Well, they they don't need a hero to burn it. They just score Uh, extra with a hero. With a lead. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. They don't need a hero to... But if you have a hero there, they you cannot. They cannot. Sorry. It's but it's just one point extra. It's on a D three, you know. Roll some threes and that one point or two points no be too yeah. significant. It's the uh, only reason why people need eight objective markers. Just yes. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Is very cramped. Yeah. Um, mm. Watch out uh, playing um, against armies like I and F. Very fast mm. armies. That um, because we can't necessarily spread out and control all those objectives in our deployment very no. easily. No. So some armies w- can pick a turn and go, right, I'm going to go across the board this turn, and then if they do it after the second battle round, which they probably will because they won't do it the first turn, if they take all of them and burn them all, then you're going to be very much struggling to catch up then. Yeah, you need to roll better. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah deep striking coming in behind you from the edge. Beast of Chaos style. It's Yeah, it's hard because we need to defend four of them. Yeah. Depends what you're playing. It could, I think, could be a hard matchup, it could be an easy matchup. Yeah, I think just assume you're going to lose one. Pick which one you want to lose. Um, and focus more on defending one or, one or two or three of them. Um, and I think really hit your opponent hard on a flank because then yes. that means, for instance, if you if you focus on holding like two on your left side um, and you move off this one because you've already made them go first, but hit this flank hard, then the, their stuff that can come and threaten these objectives is dead unless yeah. you can teleport. So. Yeah. Choose one side to hold and attack on the other side, because those two objectives in your home deployment will be pretty safe. Again, deep striking, teleporting, hand of corking, yeah. uh, running sixty-six, not ninety-six inches with paladors, all that shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna stop everything. You're gonna auto win on these, but that's some suggestions. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um... Should we move on? Sure. Yeah. Uh, focal points. So, oh, classic. Yeah. Tournaments love this one. Yeah. yeah, it's a classic one. It's an easy one. It's 
simple rules. Mm. Although um, it's almost more complicated in in scoring. Um, you think? Well, compared to you know, you just score one point and okay. then that's it. Or, <laughs> if you're not a destruction player, you should have. So you've, this out. yeah, you've oh, got the, the five objectives. You got the five objectives. Um, if you score, if you hold each of the out, if you hold the outer ones, they're worth one point. Center ones worth two points. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you hold object both on both of the outer objectives on the same side, they're worth three points combined. To mm-hmm. so an extra point, yeah. yeah. Um, they may be easier by labeling them now, rather than having that sort of word soup of. Yeah. Also, it used to be at one point that the diagonal ones scored extra because the wording was There's, a bit weird. Yeah. Diagonal, yeah. yeah. Um, they need to label them now because giants are going to start kicking these around, and then you can not kind of know what's going on. Oh, yes. I have a, I have an open bet on this one with a destruction player. Yeah. Hi, Arthur. If you. Yeah, I might, I might have to send some chocolate to Australia if I lose what? this bet. Because <laughs> I bet that the FAQ from the Sons of Behemoth, they will tell you the scoring for objective will be the same as deployed, not as yes. then kicked and located somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Whereas he said, well, typical GW, they will miss it and just not answer it. Uh, yeah. So I know you can do this, GWs. <laughs> Don't yeah, make me send chocolate to um, Australia. <laughs> the thing about Scorched Earth is you can only burn objectives in the enemy territory, so they kick them out of your ter- out of their territory yeah. and you can't burn their I mean, objectives. Go for battle for the pass. You kick yours out. Now it's yes, worth two uh, points for you, but they can never score four points. Yeah, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, they, the one. This is the one where they can't do any shenanigans because yeah. they're labeled. Exactly. <laughs> one, three, two, and four yeah, give yeah. you extra points. Five gives you the points. So what armies do or want to do is deploy in the center, like mm-hmm. move into the middle. Those are my. Uh, Two points Fine. plus the two uh, on there. You can scoring free, and if you can keep those free, no matter if you take a flank or not, you can outscore. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting here is the extra points for monster or behemoth within six, and uh, the mm. ironclad is a behemoth, and the ironclad uh, base is six point nine inches long. And as you can see, someone already, we prepared something, or Lee prepared. Uh, These are five (laughs) inches apart, so you can place your ironclad on both, Mm. scoring an extra point for each. Yes. It doesn't need to hold it. You need, it cannot hold both. Of course, one one model cannot hold two objectives, Uh, but it just needs to be within six an extra victory point. So then already, if you position your ironclad, and I heavily suggest you do it, uh, you score those three points plus another two points, five points already. Yeah. Things to look out for, though. A Barrack Zilfen frigate is neither a monster or a behemoth. Mm-hmm. It's a battle line war machine. So they won't give you any extra points if you have got if you have Barrack Zilfen frigates specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they're yeah. not long enough to do it <laughs> on both. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, this one... It's maybe sit something on the on your end of the middle objective, so still quite far away from your opponent, but scoring it, tap, mm. tap, tagging it, 
and then concentrate on one of the outer ones. Like see what your opponent does, and then go maybe go for those three points on one flank. Yeah, the three abandon, points. Abandon, for example, you're a red player. Uh, number one is accessible. Then go for scoring one, three, and five. Abandon four, abandon two. Like mm -hmm. turn the the whole battle ninety degrees. Right. We don't care. We can move the entire army. Play play from that side. Yeah. yeah. Um, this this mission is also really good for those go track players that I know are out there. <laughs> run go start go track in at the front of your at the front of your deployment zone. Run him ten inches forward. Sit him on the center middle of the center objective. Come at me, bro. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the way the scoring works really incentivizes going for a flank, which is something that KO can do well. Um, it's mm. just going for a flank isn't the the, the highest scoring me method um, because no, but going for a flank with a behemoth somewhere in there that's already four points. Yeah. Because so, yeah. the the problem we're gonna have is if you go for the middle one, is you're likely just gonna be outnumbered. Because if your opponent goes for the middle one as well, then mm. yeah, don't go toe to toe on a middle one with you know Hearthguard Berserkers, Phoenix Guard, whatever they're sending in the middle. That's what they're gonna do. They want to block yeah. that one. Yeah, and, and even if they're not big strong units, like they just keep sending in forty. Clan rats, for clan rats, or you know, they can just oh, easily, yeah. and then it doesn't matter if you have the ironclad base <laughs> on if you don't control it. It's uh, funny that you mentioned this. I played this mission at the GTC third round against 120 clan rats. Wow, <laughs> 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 where they just deployed the big circle in their area with 120 clan rats, and then it was all the guns and Giselles mm -hmm. and weapon teams hmm. in that little castle and he just stayed in the castle and kept shooting yeah so i took out the bell and then battleshock took care of the rest uh, and what i did i then attacked number one on the one flank went in scored uh five and four for double points with the ironclad you know just and then kept blocking his two normals <laughs> and that was it um but yeah, if that if he would have moved out with his hundred and twenty clarets and flooded the board, it's gonna get difficult. Then you need to break through on one side. Again, opt for one side, one uh, one half of the board, make your choice and then go for it. Mm -hmm. It's quite easy to potentially bait on this one as well. Oh yes. Because there's so much space in this gap here, um, on either side. So we, we mentioned it's, it before on the other one, so you just shove a gun hauler somewhere. Gun hauler, and, six engine riggers, oh, people are going to run for it, then, phew, okay, free engine riggers going to die, you teleport out, go on the other yeah. side, his unit is stuck on that side, Is they're not going to get into play the rest of the game. Yeah. Nope. Cool. Feel free um, to sacrifice something, just, you know, even charge engine riggers in behind him, abandon them, okay, 200 points. Might win you the game. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we, we can't just fight over the middle, is the, is the problem. No, you need to play around in circles. Yeah. And then uh, score, would you score, score. ever be tempted to put a warp lightning vortex 
on the middle objective? Oh, mm, every no. single time. Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> if you scored it before, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I dislike using the vortex on objectives mm. because I, I eventually I want to go onto that objective and I have a mm. talent for killing my own units with the vortex. But with the middle one, we're saying against opponents where you know that you can't um, go toe to toe. Oh, if they're, if they're already on it, sure, yeah. just drop that thing onto them. If mm. not, I'd suggest to drop it between one and two. Yeah. Like So it hinders the movement towards the middle. It will affect all those three objectives somehow. The key thing is it's a triangle, so you can actually go one, two, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, although I moved away from the vortex, but I know yeah. a lot of people play yeah. out. Yeah, that's a good position for it, I guess. Um, yeah, we can't really. I mean, if we're going to talk about this from a one one KO list perspective, even though there's lots, you mm. you know, it's that's the list. That, I thought there's yeah. one KO list. No. People on Facebook no, keep telling me there's one list that wins it and it's boring and we should nerf no. it. No, what the, the Zulf, people don't people don't like the Zulfan list anymore. I don't know. People uh, do like it. I don't know. But there's uh, plenty of lists in this book and yeah, it depends what you bring, it depends what your opponent brings, but from a very basic view, this is how KO could tackle this. We're not we saying we, we know what to do. Maybe you have a different plan and it works. That's how I would do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one because uh, it's lots of these battle plans. Uh, so, better part of Valor has changed a lot uh, from the last GHB. Um, the most important thing is only battle line units can control objectives. Um, hmm. And it's only when they move onto them. So, flying eye onto an objective doesn't count at all. Ooh, uh, yeah. are the first to arrive, um, only one unit can control an objective at a time. Um, if the unit is destroyed by a melee attack by an enemy within three inches of it, an enemy battle line within three inches of it, then they automatically gain control. Um, and from the start of the second battle round, you can burn objectives. Hmm. Uh, I have not played this points. one yet. The new one. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one because of the battle line requirement. So depending on matchup, it can either be really easy or really difficult because if they've got three minimum size battle line units and you can kill all their battle line units, mm. turn one, and then they can't score. Um. And then that's game over because if you've already scored, then they, they just can't score at all. But the old they... the old one used to be battle line and heroes or leaders, was it? Was it that where you had two little corners of deployment on each side? Uh, then... No, this is was one that, that never one? used to get played. This is the one that never used to get played. Ah, uh, no, this was the one with the eight, and you played sideways. Yeah, and uh, the burning, no, the old burning one. Stuff, the old scorch objective you're thinking of. Uh, this is the one where you could move onto the enemy objectives, potentially turn one, because they extended beyond your deployment zone a bit, and burn them turn one, I think, as well. Yeah, and then just <laughs> snipe the whole game. Yeah. Um, 
because I feel, yeah, I don't think burning was in it before. I don't think it was from the second battle round. But yeah, the, the is, battle line part of it is new. It has a bad rap in tournaments still. Mm, so you're probably never, not going to see it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one that's awkward because, I mean, I have played it um, once and I think the battle line thing is important. Um, the thing about but the one thing about the objectives only being within three inches is also important because it's very easy to zone off that area. So, you know, it's, it's a very small space. Doesn't matter how many models you have on it. So, if your gun hall or your frigate is battle line, then they can take an objective um, and hold it. Um, and the amount of victory points you get for burning them depends on. Um, how long you've had it. Mm. So, the longer you hold them, the better. So it, at least keep one for four turns or like mm. entire game. So that's your eight points guaranteed. Oh, yeah. now I know which one this was. This one had three on each side and you played lengthways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, a weird standoff one as well. Like who moves first off his objective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things about this one is it always makes me want to have more than three battle line units in a list. Um, because if this uh, comes up, then if you've only got three battle line units, then the most you can do is um, either hold your three or hold two and try and take one of theirs. Um, it's, you're going to um, be very much relying on killing their battle line, which, I mean, we can do, but... You don't. Mm. I I wouldn't build your list towards this because because this had such a bad like it wasn't really a viable um, mission before. It still kept that bad um the bad name in tournaments. And you won't often see this. Mm. Yeah, I must Even say now I've that's not changed. seen this in a pack for never. <laughs> yeah, like, I... Max, you've never played this mission, have you? The new one? No, I played the old one, but just in friendly matches because we roll the yeah. dice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I played a tournament where I knew this was going to be in it. So. Oh. And it also okay. had stuff in it, so that made me I knew, knowing the the battle plans ahead and knowing one was going to be scorched Strap and one was going to be Battle Part of Valor, um, <laughs> really made me tailor the list a bit. Um, sure. But it, yeah, it's it's an interesting one because all the objectives are quite far apart as well. Which is in chaos, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. like you can accept one. Um, um, land on it. It's yeah, it's great for Ivas if you've got gun bat line because the number of models on the objective doesn't matter at all. Um, it's all about just whether you have battle line on it and then which one arrives first. And also a, a Zilfin list with attack squadron. Yeah, you will have those four or five. If you have an Ender and Master hero, six, seven battle line. Oh yeah. yeah. The uh, the melee attack thing is important because you know if they mm. have a battle line unit on there and then you move your battle line onto it, then you know it doesn't matter if your if your ship kills it uh, with its bombs. And then they have a second battle line unit there that arrived before yours, then they gain control. So they've got two battle line Do units. They? 
Yes, because it's the first to arrive. If, if more than one battle battle line unit is elig eligible to control the objective, then the first to arrive gains control. Unless it's a situation where you destroy a battle line unit with a melee yeah. attack. Okay. So. Yeah, they mixed this one and one I think they took out, where you had two objectives in the middle, and then you had these little corner deployments on oh, both sides. No yeah, and I think that had the the same battleline and heroes uh, move the first one to to move on to it and altered by melee attack. Uh, the old duality of death was a mess because you could teleport off the objectives and still control them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's a, a weird one. This one. I mean, if you're playing, like a good thing about this one is if you got. And then master general, so you've got Rigas as battle line, then way they can charge on, use their swords to you know cut something up. And it's mm. great. It's just a melee attack. And then you've got a battle line unit on there. Sure. Yeah. But again, KO <clears throat> are not strong melee killing people off objectives. Unless <laughs> you back Jean. Yeah, but then they're probably not battle line. Because you take an admiral. Sure, they will be. Why, why would you take an admiral? I don't take. I don't know because people talk about okay. admirals the whole time in Zon. I don't know. I don't know what that skyport does. <laughs> Get yourself an Endron Master. Endron Master with the Aetherspad hammer and the Iron Star and just. Okay, sure. He's better not, combat I'm, than the admiral anyway. Not building Skywarns, so. I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at those little mines. Yeah. Sky pipes. Re ready to break off those mines. Uh, yeah, they will break off. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. They already have. Oh, dear. Mm. yeah. I've had some breaks. But yeah, let's, uh, let's move on with this one, I think. Uh, yeah. we... uh, so, shifting objectives is. Really good for care, I think. Um, mm. it, less so. It's just based on the deployment. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> you can't do the. You can't hide in a corner in this one. It's no. it's a lot harder to screen your forces. Only twelve inches deep. This deployment. Yeah. Although one thing that we haven't mentioned is um, it also forces the enemy to bunch up. Yeah. Is, on on quite a few of the last of the the last ones is if you did just deploy in the corner then you're not controlling a lot of your objectives, so well not in your opponent's turn one but you're controlling it in your turn one because you just go fly high. Hmm. Yeah, depending if you got enough ships, you know, scorched earth if you deploy in the corner and you you can't fly high to. Well, my first question is why don't you have enough ships? <laughs> How many do you want to play with? Yeah. Um. Was it none or one? It was one in your uh, your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everyone could fit in that one. Everyone can fit in that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, it's a big battle bus. Yeah. But big the, battle boat. The bit that this is good for for KO is that the primary objective is worth more points, and it no one knows where it's going to go. And if it moves to the other side of the table, we can react to it quite well. Mm. Um, <clears throat> deployment. Is this is 
these sorts of objective uh, battle plans and like the ones like scorched earth where you want to have you know more than just one unit of 10 archonauts because then you can screen out in a little semicircle rather than a mm. pizza slice yeah again depends what you're what you're doing uh, what you're facing but uh it and again this one also depends on the role which one is the extra point it used to be uh, three points the primary one now it's just two mm. points which is good mm. but and this is this this one is won by battle line units mm-hmm. they score an extra point so there's a, a total of four points available per se but mm-hmm. you can get extra three points with battle line so that's a uh, 75% of the points available are just through battle line that's a lot so yeah. if you just run arcanauts onto one of them, you already scored two points. You have engine riggers on the other one who are battling. Another two points. Doesn't matter who has the primary. Mm-hmm. And what people tend to do here is they usually want to control the middle one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so they can react to left and right. Uh, what I think is the better option, uh, not only for KO, but generally, is to capture the outer two ones. Mm-hmm. Because if you control does... the two ones, then you're gonna the, because the the opponent is somewhere in the middle. They need to stretch, like they need to fight on two fronts, go sideways. Uh, and why this is also a nice one for a KO is because everything's happening in the middle. Yeah. So no one's guarding that rear, like the deployment zones. There's no incentive to stay there. So what I often choose here as an auxiliary objective is the get units in your opponent's territory at the end of the game and defender have none in yours <laughs> because there's none, no one going to be there. That's those two scored. One thing I've seen a lot of people try and do on this one is just pick two and go for those two and just yeah. hope they get the you know, the roles go their way and they just go for those. They've got two yeah. out of three, so they got, you know... They, but they, they go for the two next to each other. Like Yeah, they go for... They pick the middle one and a side one. Exactly. And it doesn't really matter which side one it is. They just go. And I believe for KO, it's better to take the two outer ones. Mm-hmm. Because um, no one's coming at you from behind, like the, yeah. the side of the board. That's safe. You can come from above or below of it to capture it. And then you can both can shoot towards the middle, but you don't need to move into the middle. Or you just, you know, jump around, fly around. Yeah. But if if you take the two outer objectives, that wouldn't that split your army up? Like you would essentially split your army in half, which means the opponent could very easily take all their force and hit one half of your army, destroy it, and the next turn go to the other half of your army and destroy that. Yeah, but usually they don't deploy... Like, they deploy almost on most of the length of the deployment. And they move forward. They want to capture objectives. Or maybe they go for the two. They still need to keep the middle one. They want to... Because somehow people are paranoid about the middle one. They want to... That's the center of of power. I I don't know. (laughs) They want to keep that one. So they're going to keep stuff in the middle one. They're going to send someone out to care, take care of one of the outer ones. Okay. You can deal with that. Fly high over there. Because no one's... So, 
for example, they sit on three and four and they're going for one and two. Okay. You're already having five and six and they're threatening your one and two. Okay, you can take stuff off five and six, deal with whatever's threatening. You, you still okay. score the one, even if no one's there. Let free Endon Riga sit on it for an extra point. Then, okay, you've dealt with that. Then they said, oh, maybe I should go then now uh, on five and six. You take your army, mm -hmm. you go to the other side. You can just, you, you know, it's like the, what's it? There's a, this fable, the race of the the tortoise and the, the rabbit. Or is it the yeah. eagle? Uh, the, the, the hare. Tortoise and the hare. Tortoise and the hare. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's already there when, when, the, when the hare arrives. Tortoise is already there. It runs back to the other end. Total is already there. You do the same here. Oh wait, that's the I mean, uh, with the the the, the eagle. The yeah, eagle. The hazard on the eagle. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't quote me. <laughs> the hedge hedgehog. What it was. The hazard on the eagle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. It. When you when you talk about splitting your force, it seems to me like you'd be better off just moving the bulk of your force to one location and a token piece that's just enough yeah to gun holler and free and scores you yeah. two points yeah um, on the on the far outer rim towards the edge yeah they take I mean, it okay i'll go to the other side yeah. or threaten some heroes in the middle shoot them you know do ko stuff I mean, this don't is, go in the middle yeah this is a good one to be reactive to what your opponent is doing which is where the fact that we can just deploy, you know, behind a screen and mm. rather than having to deploy on the line is, is really handy. Um, and you can see based on what you're putting, if you can give the first turn away is really handy on this one. You can see which ones they go for. And then well, they're going to go for the one that's worth more points. They're going to go for the primary yeah. and the middle. Yeah. I mean, the primary one is the middle, then they, they might just. Then they choose another one. Yeah. Or maybe they try to tag all three of them, mm -hmm. but they're gonna tag it with like a ten-man unit, yeah, somewhere. Or something. Yeah, or you know. Um, and again, don't give too much thought to the primary. Battle line is gonna give you that extra pointer. So. Yeah. Yeah, the battle line edition because I wasn't on it previously. Yep. Uh, no, that's so totally new. And that's a, a game changer. Yeah. Changes the shape of the game, <laughs> as someone would say. Oh, <laughs> new game. It's another one where you think, uh, yeah, it's handy to have, a, you know, you, you're going to have three battle line units anyway, but if you have four, yeah. it's just another way you can get that extra point. Or an extra couple of points if they're alive for a few turns. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to. Oh, the worst one in the world. Ooh, next. <laughs> so this is not a good KO one. Why this is bad for KO? Oh so, yeah. First of all, it's you can only control an objective with, with a leader. Mm -hmm. Um, and the leader has to move onto the objective. Mm -hmm. You can't fly high and then um, get out. Because even if you fly, even if you're Zilfin and you fly high and then and then the hero gets out in their movement, that's a setup, getting out mm -hmm. of the ship as well. Um, we don't really have any, you know, really big, strong heroes. You know, Brock Gunson and the Andrew Master are the strongest. Yeah. You know, we haven't got 
a 14, 15, 16 wound hero. Uh, nope. Give us a boat hero already. Hero, hero ironclad is what we need. Hero mm-hmm. ironclad. <laughs> Or uh, at least hero um, gun holder. <laughs> and again, it has yeah. that same caveat of, oh, if it's destroyed Ooh. by a melee attack, then... Yeah. yeah. Which we're so good at doing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, only three inches, ooh. the objective. Yeah. And... Um, equal to the yeah. number of consecutive turns that the objective has been held. And that's a major problem. Because we're most likely not going to get a hero onto it first turn. If no. he's in a boat, get there, get out next round, not even before the third round. So if you're. So he's kind of score what? Yeah. One, three, six points. Yeah. If you look at this key measurement here, it's really important. It's, a, it's not necessarily precise because I think I've rounded things to whole numbers. But the point is, it's more than 10 inches. So a foot hero can't run that distance. Uh, you can run to the middle. Yeah, if you run to the middle, you're going to be dead. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> you ain't. Uh, you ain't going to be so. Yeah, to get onto that objective um, in a way that you can score it is not going to be turn one, which straight away means that you're scoring less points. Not just that turn, but the next turn as well. Because it's because of the how the scoring works, the rolling scoring. Um, I have a question. Yeah. If my leader moves onto an objective, captures it, mm-hmm. and he controls it, unless he's destroyed by melee attack mm-hmm. uh, of another leader, or he moves off it. No, it's not. They changed the wording, so it's if if at any point you're just not on it, you lose control. So if I jump into a boat that's on it i'm still on it technically you don't count towards con- oh yeah you don't you don't count towards the control of the objective anymore if you get into a boat but i'm still within free so uh, let me check the exact wording though. because the wording of the flying transport ability says that you, don't you get removed from control. the battlefield yeah and wait and you don't count towards the control of objectives it's quite clear <laughs> so, the normal rules for controlling not used. Finishes a move. Interesting. Uh, finishes a move, not a normal move. So you can pile in onto it, for example, or charge. Oh yeah. It. Yes. This is definitely uh, made for you heroes cannot, to you, fight, combat each other. Off of yeah, objectives. you cannot. You cannot retreat though. A retreat move does not. Uh, the player loses control of that objective if that leader unit is not within three inches of it or is destroyed. But the, I think the key mm. thing is the flying transport ability, which says that because on, on all of the objectives in every battle plan, you if you only read the rules for the battle plan, then, oh, great, your units in the ship can count. Um, it's The trouble is if you take it in conjunction with... Um, but it, it, I don't need to control it to score. Like I could, yes, I need to score. Like get on, to, move on to it. I control it. At, we at the end of the battle round, after battle shock phase. Yes, I moved on to it. I was the first one there. I control it. Next round, I move into the boat. We did I lose control at the end of the battlefield? No, my hero is still within three inches of it. 
because it doesn't say move away or something. It just the player loses control of that objective if that leader unit is not within three inches. And you check you check this at the end of the of the turn. And I check. Yeah, he's in. He's within. Because the, the oh yes, because it's models. Boat. So this is the important part. It's models in the garrison oh. are not counted towards gaining control of an objective. So yeah, I already gained. That's actually previously. quite important for other battle plans. Rob, I see. Um, yeah, because yeah, you already have control, so it's only mm -hmm. if you want to take control of it. Mm -hmm. So in theory, if you already control an objective you can move, say, Arconauts into a thing, and then if your opponent is trying to take control of the objective, then you're not trying to gain control of the objective because you already have control. I control it, and I'm, yeah. I haven't lost because I'm still within yeah. three. So could I, Dilfin hero phase, run Ooh. my hero onto it? Ooh. It's this a move. This is um, similar to uh, the thing with, there's a thing with, Gargants, I think, would do with running and them. I can't remember what exactly it is, but um, the 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 wording of gaining is quite important there because it's only when you try and gain control that you don't count inside the ship. So, yeah, you can you can get onto it and then jump inside the ship and still keep it. Yeah, but as long as the ship stays on it. Yeah, sure, but I'm safer inside yeah, the ship yeah. than yeah. just on the open. <laughs> so maybe uh, that's a little tech you might could use i don't know but yeah. it's, a, it's not a favorable plan for a ko no um the other thing is it's that three inch objective area is not very big so mm. you'd think it going against some armies that don't have very strong heroes or uh many heroes that they they haven't got a plan for this but i've seen what some people do if they've got you know pink horrors or i don't know anything like a big horde unit is they will just swamp the objective so that you can't get within three, inch of it, three inches of it. Yep. We'll um, just bury, bury the objective under an iron flood. Yeah. I mean, you can't, well, you can't do that with fly high, but you can... Uh, no, I mean, you, what we just said, you run a hero on, he's like on a tiny, tiny bit of the objective, with one little edge. Yeah. Then you move the iron flood right in front of him, he gets into the ironclad he's inside the ironclad ironclad's covering almost all the objective no one's getting onto it basically yeah you next uh, move you shift it like a millimeter can the Very. ironclad uh actually cover the whole objective how wide is yeah. it 4.3 inches oh nice it's not it won't cover the whole the whole of it because it's you know six inches diameter uh, 6.9 times 4.3 so it should cover it no, because it's six inches. The, the objective is three inches radius. Yeah. Six inches Ooh. diameter. So it won't cover the whole of the objective. It can cover the whole and then leave a little sliver either side. Or yeah. you cover true, true. like this section and then leave the back. So they'd have to come around the back. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 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 Or, you You're know, correct. Yes. But still. Um, not an easy one unless you manage to kill all the opponent heroes. Yeah, so you can... This yeah, might just... be an option to go first. If you can shoot off his three or four heroes, turn one, then he and you run one into the middle, you score that one point, 
game's over. You win 1 0. Worst hmm. case. Yeah. I've I mean, seen that happen. <laughs> the important thing about the scoring is that the you score more points based on how long you've held it. And it's how long the player has held it, not how long the hero has held it. So what you'll sometimes see people mm, yes. more than one hero yeah. on the same objective. So yeah. that you can exchange the heroes. Yeah. Because um, you only check at the end of the round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so... Although, you... although mm, I had this discussion before and the consensus was that you lose once you move off. Yes, if you move a hero onto it first... So it resets the counter to one. If you move a hero, like, depending which order you move it, or if you... It you doesn't know, matter which order you, you do it. If you move this, the, the controlling hero off, you lose control, then you move the next one on, you reset it to to zero, the counter or to one, because that's the first round that you've because you lost it. It actually says if you move off, you lose control in the moment that you move off. If you do it the other way around, you move another hero on, you move yours off. That hero that's controlling is moved off. He loses control. You have another one that didn't even gain it because it was already occupied. You actually score nothing. Oh yes, the player loses control of the objective. The player loses, so you cannot exchange heroes. Yeah, so that's quite this discussion before. Yeah, um, the scoring thing is also quite weird as well, though, because um, it says you score equal to the number of turns um, that you have held it, mm-hmm. uh, and the FAQ has not helped that at all uh, <laughs> because. And it's really weird because I actually asked this, the F, sent in the FAQ question, and I said that the example used doesn't help, and then they just used the same example hmm. because it's not clear what the turn order is, and you know if there's been a case of a double turn. So, in theory, because you only, obviously you only score points in your turn, but if you say if you take first turn and you get on an objective of a hero, hmm. and then by the time your second turn comes around, if you if your opponent double turns you, then in theory, by that's the turn, yeah, that's four turns. Um, but the FAQ implies that their um, intention is that it's uh, you only score points for the turns for your own turns. It says uh, each player scores victory points at the end of each of their turns for each of their control. The number of victory points is equal to the number of consecutive turns the player has control. Yeah. So you still have control of it in your opponent's turn. And then the FAQ has not helped it at all. Ah. um, Yeah, I think intended was rounds. I think so. as, As written could be argued actual turns yeah let me just bring up the faq as well because yeah you know it's you they should just strike this one. Oh, why is it in german <laughs> you <Cool>. can do it <laughs> we can help you just read it we can help you uh, now it's uh Giselle's commentary here we go so, um Kron's in australia upside down yeah, <laughs> that's, nah, my that's phone what he is, actually my looks like. <laughs> oh, I yeah. thought something I did. I moved something onto. Uh, um, 
Let me just. Whoa, whoa, here we go. <laughs> um, there we go. Hang on. All right. Let's make this a, a legal episode. Uh, where is it? <laughs> Too small to read. <laughs> Enhance. This isn't gonna work. Um, Enhance. Why are you staring? <laughs> um, I need it. My my phone ran out of battery. Uh, uh, and it will. And the only way to get it to connect to the charger is by holding having the phone this side up. So you're just upside down, Craig. Just turn your camera. Yep. Your your battery will um last longer than as well. Yeah, just turn the camera off. Where is the question? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure they have figured. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, uh, a victory points are scored at the end of each of your turns only. Okay, we do that. We weren't asking about that. Um, this means that you would score one victory point if you gain control of the objective in the same turn. You would score two victory points if you controlled the objective at the end of your last turn and not lost control of it since, and so on. So, but again, they've not made it clear. What no, because you could have a double turn. <laughs> so, yeah, if you double turned in that scenario, then yes, that's correct. But are they saying that that's what happens all the time, regardless of if you double turned or not? I don't know. But Just ask the PO. Hey beforehand yeah it makes it it seems like what they intend is that you know it's the number mm -hmm. of your turns that you held it um uh, i'd say so it's uh it's I, really I, that way. all right but it's not a great battle plan for us yeah try to kill the enemy heroes bear in mind that you need to move on to so a Zilfin, like fly high and Zilfin move with an engine master could be a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, running one little hero, like an Arcanaut company with a chemist onto the middle one. Mm -hmm. Just concentrate on those twos and then try to kill other heroes. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one, this one. Yeah. Um, and, like, flying engine masters are, are useful because they can at least get onto it. Mm. Um, but is the lack of survivability for heroes um, is the big problem. Again, as if you can keep that hero alive for two turns on that objective, yeah, uh, and then kill the enemy, and you control two, or maybe even just deny access. Don't score yourself; just deny access to the enemy. Mm -hmm. Score on one, you get those two, three, four, five, six points, maybe, yeah, and just. Kill the over heroes or deny access. Block, block them off. I don't yeah. know. Double layer, engine riggers, boats, whatever you have, are <laughs> It's not a good one for us. No, it's a hard one. Yeah, tough one. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the one like at least you can, you know, sort of land and if you can pin your opponent in their territory with mm -hmm. you know, warp lightning vortex and. Mm -hmm other stuff then that helps i guess um yeah let's move on well i'm not complaining about that one uh so the blaze edge is one of the new ones um yes. mm. 
it's an interesting one. Um, mm -hmm. There's no real funny business with scoring or anything. It's just one victory point per objective. Um, and there's six objectives. They're all relative. I mean, even though the six are relatively close together. Yes. Um, yeah. And from the start of the second battle round, the player taking the second turn for that round gets to remove an objective. Mm -hmm. I think the important thing to remember here is it says can remove. So you mm -hmm. can choose to not remove if you don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's a very important thing because it's a lot of the time KO can be playing catch up on victory points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so you don't want to be taking away your opportunities to catch up. Um, it's an interesting incentive here because if you take the first turn, you can potentially score six points quite easily. Mm -hmm. um, but if you if you don't, uh, be, yeah, you want to for the for the latter turns, you want to be in control of whether the objectives are being taken away and which ones. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing I found with this one, if you can do considerable damage in your first turn, like kill a few key units or damage them or like half move them with your navigators or stuff, mm -hmm. this one might be one where you might want to go first. Mm -hmm. If you can score six points and hamper him enough or her uh, your opponent then they might have difficulties catching up especially when later you're in the seat to take away objectives yeah because once two of them are gone and there's only four points available or three points then it's hard to catch up yeah um yeah, if you don't get many points in the first battle round, then you're it is hard for you. Massive up, uphill struggle. Hmm. And uh, KO don't really want to usually want to spread out that far in the first place. So it is. Hmm. This is but a we, hard one for KO. But we can actually get onto all of them. Mm -hmm. We can, but then you'll be. It'll be very easy to just pick you off, basically. Hmm. You just need to like have three blocks of the in the middle. Hey, I'm pointing on my screen; no one can see. Um, <laughs> uh, exactly, like you need to. I mean, a unit can capture multiple objectives. So, oh, this is the thing with gargants, which is whether they they, that's one model. <laughs> yes, but that's only for gaining control of objectives. It's the same thing as the ironclad, uh, or with ships with. Um, Flying transport, um, so they can they can only gain control of one, but then they can sit and hold both because the next turn, they say if they take this one, yeah, the but they turn, can they can they don't even need to stand on it to hold it. No, it's, but it's flying hard. Like if they move, so they're half on here and half on here, they can yeah. gain control of this one. They still hold this one. That model still counts. Yeah. For because they obviously they count as like twenty models or something. Yeah, and they will count on both because one of them they're not trying to gain control of because they already control it. 
it's the same thing as but 20 for both then yes but mm -hmm. it's gonna be need to be faq'd because that would be for it. because they can kick the objectives as well as they can kick them yeah, yeah. If you want like in the middle and sit on free yeah um, yeah well um so yes your question alex i don't think you need to spread out that much no no or mm. you keep the bulk of your army and then you have like you know free ending riggers they capture two on the outer side and the rest in the middle maybe a gun holder tap the work arcanaut taps one on the on the Loki, uh, there's a nice picture of uh, Timo's match against Seraphon on this on this uh, mission where you can he did his great two gun hunters and then Ironclad with his three units of ending riggers and he just scored all of them. Okay. With and uh, then... I can send you the picture later. Um, or I think Lee, you also have it somewhere. Probably. Um, yes, but no. It's my yeah. It's uh. It's not as hard because you just need like a little bit of you of a, a base on an objective to score it, because yeah. the, the deployment zones are outside of scoring range. Mm -hmm. So yes, you only need one model. You just need one model to score on each of them. Um, the, it would be uh, easier to get to get all, all six in the end, and you you would be ahead on objectives, which is a strange place for KO to be. Actually, be yeah. ahead. Um. Yeah, the thing is, there's a couple of things to think about, which is you don't want to get massively behind in the first battle round with this one. No. Um, if you do just put, you know, a ship here and a ship here and a ship here with, you know, slightly overlapping, is you won't stop them taking these ones. No, it's but you already scored them. Um, so you won't actually get massively ahead. And then they won't have a hard charge. Like if they've got six-inch moves and they've got six-inch charge, and then they will start wrapping around models. Well, that, uh, that's why you put uh, uh, an Ender and Riga screen in front of your bolts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you are going to go first, you really want to make sure that they can't get onto these three objectives because I don't think you'll yep. um, stop them scoring the other ones because it's so easy for them just yep, to walk yep. onto them. Um, but if you're already three points ahead, that's in this one, that's massive. Mm -hmm. Then you remove uh, one on their side obviously so they're only scoring two points and you're still yeah. having three uh important thing as well is your deployment will be here um is it's impossible to get arcanauts so we said about before about the fact that you can you can run uh move and run 10 inches is really handy on a lot of objectives uh battle plans it's not on this one um, no you're relying on your on either riggers or ships if you want to score these ones. Just stand ten yeah. Arcanauts on the far end of the objective, so he needs twenty one models to mm -hmm. get onto it because he's not yeah. going to charge the Arcanauts; they're too far away. First turn, at least. Yeah. And uh, who who else yeah, takes that many Arcanauts? <laughs> twenty are enough. Yeah. Um. I mean. uh, it's one of those handy things when it's difficult for your opponent if they are controlling which ones are removed against KO because you know if they remove the one you're on and then you fly high to a different one potentially. Mm -hmm. um, you really do want to if you're not, if you're gonna give away first turn, then you need to basically be taking you do taking the second turn 
in most turns and then not double turning until later in the game. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've always had problems with this one. It's Because if, if you don't manage to take all six objectives, then you are playing a catch-up game. Mm. And... Mm, uh, it becomes very tactical of whether to take the sec- the first second turn every round after that point. Yeah, because if you if you take your double turn, then that's when they remove objectives. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, I like it. It's a nice twist. Yeah. Like it's an interesting taking one. away objectives. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. But they're all very close to each other, yeah. Yeah, it's nice that it's just removing them and you can remove any as opposed to the burning mechanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So let's move on to total commitment. I should have numbered these. I have no idea how far we've gone through them. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of diagonal lines on this one. I've got a bit trigger happy with the measurements. but diagonal <laughs> deployment, um, you're quite far away from your opponent. Uh, it's quite handy. Um, yeah. It's only... What is it, 18 inches, more or less? It's... No, exactly. Nine inches yeah. away. Pardon? It's how far are we away? 18 inches? Yeah, so you're 18 inches from here to here, I think. Um but which is why these measurements are weird because it's eight it's nine inches from this center line mm. but because the objectives are set back you don't have to deploy on the line mm. so and because there were the objectives in weird places is why there's all these sort of weird lines that are done because if you deploy on your objective and they deploy on theirs then you know they're 26 inches away or if they deploy on this one and you're you're deployed on this one then they're 28 inches away from you Mm-hmm. Um, so you are yeah. relatively far away because it, it's very unlikely someone's going to deploy here if you if you're trying to defend this objective, which is the you know the closest they can be to one of your objectives. It's nineteen point six inches away, which um, is possible. Yeah, you know, screamers or eels or whatever they move fast. Yeah. Um, so th- this is one that favours fast movement or teleporting. Which, to be honest, you can say about most battle plans, but <laughs> some some yeah. more than others. Mm-hmm. I think this one will be good for KO because, due to the total commitment rule, a lot of enemies won't get to use their teleporting shenanigans while we can still fly yeah. high every turn. Yeah. Stormcast, Ideneth, Ghosts, Seraphon. Seraphon, oh no, Seraphon don't start off the board, do they? Yeah, one, the star host, uh, do, yeah. The croak oh. and the salamanders that teleport around, he keeps them in the sky and then they need to come down within yeah. 12 inches of a slam. Mm-hmm. So this way they need to all stay within, like on the board right away. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, you can same, yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. But That's good. Cast. The, object, the objectives are all far apart as well, which is really good for Kate because 
you know mm. no one's going to spread out and try and control all of this space they're going to control this space and this space leaving a big gap in the middle and we are depends on the enemy but yeah, yeah. but it, the more if they try and control all of the space and they either have a unit in here or they string their unit out which means then you can tag the end of the unit um with your riggers and they're not fighting a very big unit um mm -hmm. what also is nice that their objectives are far away from yours so you're not under imminent threat that they're going to take yours you can abandon one let 10 not sit in the other and fly around doing your business and don't be too concerned that you immediately gonna lose mm -hmm. one of yours so you can go contest one of the enemy ones for the extra free victory points which is i found mostly key in this in this battle plan is the person who first gets the extra free points uh, usually will win mm -hmm. um yeah and a, a lot of the distances involved means that for most uh, enemy units, it's hard, and for KO as well, it's hard to sit on an objective and shoot models on an enemy objective mm -hmm. because the, just the distance is involved. Like you're either 26 inches away or 28 inches away. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got a big base and you can sort of tail back, um, but it kind of means that if you want to shoot something, most enemy units will have to move forwards off an objective and to shoot the same with mm -hmm. spells um sentinels would be the obvious um exception with their uh, ridiculous shooting <laughs> well, yeah. a word. Uh, 70 sentinels yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> uh, see so, how yeah. those work it's a good one for K. Work. <laughs> just pick one of the objectives, fly high, take it, and then they've got a long way to go. I should have done this measurement actually. Hmm? Another line, but that's a that's, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a long distance there uh, because it's mm, that is about I think it's twenty inches or more maybe. Uh, one second. <laughs> and a rough estimate. <laughs> Be uh, something about 17, 18 inches, approximately. Uh, well, I said before, I said 27, I was thinking of this being a 24 inch square, but it's not, it's 12 inch square. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> the one, one little square diagonally is 17 inches. Yeah, so it's a bit more than that. Uh, so... Well, so that it comes out this way and this way. So, uh, yeah, so my rough estimate was at like 17, 18. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you fly high to here to take this one, then it's a long way. Hmm? If you fly high to here, yeah. um, it's... Yep. Uh, and they've got, there's a lot of places for them to try and zone because they, they can't try and zone out all their backspace and this space here. Like, mm -hmm. they could try, if they try and zone out this whole triangle, then... No, they, they will try to zone out in front of their objectives and their backfield. Not yeah. too much the little corners. So you can look where they are and then, again, same tactic. Choose one side, one flank. Go full power on that flank. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 
I would say if you like, if we, from the perspective of if you were the blue, I would really prefer to go for this one mm-hmm. because then this one is relatively safe because you're holding this area potentially. So then this one is safe. Um, whereas if you come for this one, then it's again, yeah, not so much depends where where they are. If everything's sitting on the upper one, yeah. I'll go for the lower one. Yeah. Um, but if you can, like, if you can try and bait them almost of deploying more on this side, like, if you do put units over here, um, then, like, the distance from this objective to this one is huge. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's uh, 48 inches. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Inches. So, like, they're not coming from that one to this one ever, unless they can teleport. Um, so, but this one, they can come from this one to this one. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, that would be my preferred option to come up here, and then you've got this triangle uh, where you can basically turn because you, you start off diagonal, you can almost turn it lengthways. Mm-hmm. And uh, make good use of those. Reducing movement mm-hmm. abilities that we have access to. Yeah. But, but they uh, do to slow them down. Because they're like, oh, I've got to come and either take this one back or take this one. That's when you fly higher behind them and go, well, thanks for coming off that. Yeah, just stick a, a gun holder in the lower one, in the lower left hand corner. Mm-hmm. So they cannot move yeah. off theirs. You know, he's threatening to move on. Yeah, on to it. the shooting distances, but obviously a gun hauler with a drill gun and can. Comfortably sit on here and just blink yeah. onto this one shot. D3 um, or three wounds. Yeah. yeah, you're thinking of only one gun hauler there. <laughs> where's where's Seb? You're not thinking with enough gun haulers. Yes. Yeah, you maximum need, two. You need 11 and a Lord Ordinator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt do that. that will I'm win you many games. Please don't do that. Mm. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on um, to... I think this is the last one. Yes, it is. Forcing oh. the Hand, which is one of the new ones. Um, yes. It's got a crazy deployment zone, and it... The, mm. black... the de- deployment is a bit difficult to do. Actually, rather easy. <laughs> you wow. just go through the middle of the lower object- objective, um, then 12 inches around the middle, and then through the middle of the upper one. The, okay. the, that's how I lay my sticks. Yeah, the difficulty mm, is like through... you, you've got to do a curve. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind just okay. whacking your models with a stick, you can just pivot on this point and push them all back. Put them all there and then use a the stick to push them back. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if you want to deploy there. Yeah, yeah, if you want to deploy there, which you don't necessarily need to do. Mm, uh, but no. it's all these things, uh, they make it look nice and simple because they do the straight lines. But the reality of it where you have yeah to the nine inches that's why i i like your battle plans that you made because yeah. it shows where the actual deployment zones are I, yeah. I actually print these out and bring them to tournaments because it's just yeah. much easier because yeah it's 12 inches away from this blue corner which means yeah mm-hmm. it's not to here um it's like a radius uh yeah uh, but this one's interesting you need to declare one objective of your own, which mm-hmm. is uh, to be the primary in your opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. And then in his turn, he declares one of his three to be uh, the primary. 
which is a interesting incentive to either trick them to go somewhere where you want them to go. Like, oh, here, this four one, that's three points. Don't you want to go there? Uh, or you, of course, put it uh, underneath your strongest defense so they don't score the extra points. Mm -hmm. It's a nice... Basically, you know, it's bait. Yeah, it's bait or not. It's like a little uh, psychological so game you're playing. Two or three ways you can play it, and you have to try and work out what your opponent's trying to get you to do as well. Um, mm -hmm. Because you can try and distract them away from your stuff. You can try and make mm -hmm. them into a trap, as we said. And lots of things you can do. Um, maybe you can try and think five turns ahead. <laughs> uh but uh, one of the good things for KO with the deployment of this is you do get a nice big corner if you want to just yeah you know, hide in the ready. corner. It's deep enough. You can screen from alpha shooting, mm -hmm. uh, change host, whatever. And what I like to do is have that little 10-man uh, Arcanaut unit um, right in the middle of my deployment, hideways. So... Uh, the, so they can run forward and score those oh, two upper ones. The, that one or the one above. So they're sitting, yeah, exactly. Somewhere there, there's the thing. A 10-man unit, just run up. Yeah, um, Lee, you're, at least for me, your um, sound is a bit cutting off. Ro roboting a bit. Yeah. Uh, is it better now? Yes, much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you're talking about running into this space here. Yeah, and then, you know, do whatever you need to do on the other objectives mm -hmm. with the rest of your army. Um, yeah, so the other thing is, uh, like, these two objectives are basically in no man's land. Um, but mm -hmm. this one does count as the blue person's objective, and this one counts as the red yeah, yeah. person's objective uh, in terms of yeah. objectives. Um uh, the other thing is, I haven't done it on here, but in Games Workshop 1, they're labelled. So when you're choosing your primary, it's always just one of those three. It's not about which ones you currently own. or mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's what I mean. Better worded yep. for the Giants. And it's not about location, so you know it doesn't matter if the Gargans kick it out of that territory. <laughs> this is technically similar to like with the way wording like it's on a point where it's actually on both territories um so it's not about the territories and that's why they've labeled them i believe um but yeah you can't kick a sort of objective into the territory and then means it can't be primary anymore uh yeah it's it's really interesting one because of the way the objectives are all staggered and these four are all quite close to each other Mm -hmm. But the this one and this one are the sort of safer ones. Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones that you can, if you're well, a traditional army, can sort of zone off the area too. Um, uh, you know, with ball control and that sort of thing. Uh, but obviously not with, against teleporting. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, in terms of attacking, where do you guys like to to go for? You know, if, um, if, if I go for a flank, hmm. you, you you wouldn't go, you wouldn't attack their center objectives. You'd go for either the bottom one or the top one. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Although but, the bottom one might be, uh, the middle one might be free. Yes. Depending how they move. It might, so be, it might be, but I, I prefer to do, I prefer to attack my opponent while I take objectives. You could take the middle objective, no issue, but hmm. I also need to wipe out half their army in a turn, you know, because support. So? But the, the interesting thing <laughs> is if you give away turn one, you have to choose one to be a primary, so you can pick either this one or this one where you have models on. So they're like, well, they've got to try and take it. Whereas if you pick this one, then potentially they mm -hmm. can take it and score three points. Um, but then they, they can do the, you know, the same thing in their turn. Um, uh, comes comes down to what can they do? Can they teleport? Can they move fast? Can they? Alpha, yeah. can they jump onto? Because you're gonna have a hard time guarding your free objectives whilst attacking theirs. You need to see what they can do, what they cannot do. Can you take out the, you know, hand of Gork caster? Can you um, take away the bridge, or just have little Arcanauts sitting in the middle so they cannot deep strike onto it? Yeah, I mean. Assuming that, well, I mean, you don't like it, depends how they deploy, but when you hit a flank, uh, I would like to go for one of these corner ones mm -hmm. because they're most likely to put the bulk of their force in. Yeah. Like, they're going to have a lot of stuff here, um, and they're going to have stuff here to move on to this direction. Um, they're not going to have a huge amount of stuff down here, and so. You can if you land sort of here, then you're. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to land in this area because you're going to be surrounded from three mm. directions. Um, if you come for this one, then you sort of end up needing to sort of play here, um, because if you come, yeah, if you come in here, then there's more. You've got stuff coming from at you from two directions, whereas mm. this one, most of their stuff, I think, is going to be up in this direction. But it does depend on how they deploy. Yeah. Uh, one thing to also consider is we have a nice little corner to hide our stuff. Uh, so do they. And this deployment is one of the deeper ones where we can yeah. we struggle deploying nine inches away to shoot what's hiding in the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, I faced a change host on this one, our last game at the GTC, and it was we were just like screening both <laughs> hiding in the corners. And he managed to teleport, you know, like little brimstones onto chained out onto mine, my objectives, and scoring uh, his with his pinks like all over, chained all over the place. So he went ahead in points a lot in the beginning, but it, I was struggling, and he gave me first turn. I was struggling to actually hit his casters and Lord of Change because they were all cramped in the corner. So that's something to consider that it might be hard to throw your vortex at stuff or shoot stuff that's uh, hidden all behind that in that little corner. Yeah. Um, you know, another interesting thing about this one is because this distance is only five inches and it's the same on all of these for the diagonal ones, mm. it's an ironclad can land and sort of tail back onto this one and get its nose on this one and then, you know, drop your riggers out here or whatever, or, you can, and the same with all of them. 
Um, so obviously the ironclad can't count towards both. No, mm. one model. It's still one model per objective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's something you can think about. Like if you want to, because you won't have anything on this one, and if you if you don't have any way of bringing models onto it, then you can just tail back on. Or if you need an extra, like you can, if you if they allow you to land here, then you can land your ironclad to score this one and then attack here, um, and then yeah, or the same with this one. But ideally, it's like it. So you only really want to do it like here if this one's your primary, which I don't think they do that because. Well, there's not really much incentive for them to make that one the primary one. Uh, at least not in the early game. Yeah. But something is something to consider that you can just sort of, you know, tip uh, just the, the little tip of the base on and still drop other stuff on another one. It's quite handy. Yeah. Uh, All right. One thing we haven't mentioned about all of these is where terrain goes. Um, mm. And this one, Scorched Earth, any of the ones where there's lots of objective, is if there's terrain in between them, it can start being a little bit of a pain for flying high. Um, mm. uh, remember, terrain terrain can't be within three inches of an objective. Oh, of an, yeah. Of an, yeah, within three. Um, within six inches of another terrain piece. And you can mostly fit in everything. It's um, it's once the enemy models start getting on there as well, it's become a problem. Yeah, when uh, the enemy models get in between terrain, <laughs> then it's a bit. Uh, and we cannot land within one inch of a yeah, objective. We can't land. No, the, the the terrain can't be within three inches of this point, so it can be here, um, and then yeah. if you've got an enemy model here, and it's it just starts becoming. Yeah, but thankfully most opponents don't know that we need to land yeah. one inch away because the great deceiver Alex Kron in his battle <laughs> reports. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just landed. land on the terrain. It's easy. Landed in terrain. Uh, so it's the one where it becomes a real problem because there's so many objectives, and then quite often people would put terrain so they're not on the objectives, and then it really that's when it really yeah. Out. Usually, also in a tournament, you don't see that many terrain pieces. What is a, a hassle is like silver enough because mm. they can set up terrain within one inch of other terrain pieces, mm-hmm. and then it's just clustered you know, huge wild woods everywhere. They can chain them out, like you know, they can build like one of made of six mm. pieces, then yeah. it's uh, a bit tougher to learn, yeah. but that's a, that's a general problem for all. But for things where this and focal points where we talk about, oh, you can get your ironclad on two mm-hmm. objectives. Yeah, not if there's terrain there, you can't. <laughs> well, you can fly onto it. You don't need to fly high. You just onto walk it. onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fly high. Um, Everyone forgets that boats can actually walk. Yeah. Well, can actually move without flying high. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, I hope we covered them all. Um, in summary, what do you think this means for list building? 
Take leader, lots of battle line. You're gonna take. Uh, so we have a, a str the one with leaders is good because our leaders are safe inside boats. Uh, but we don't tend to take too many leaders. Mm. I rarely see a list with four leaders in wow. a KO list. Three, some even just two. Mm. Um, I wouldn't go below two, just as a personal yeah, thing. I like just two, have, really going to struggle uh, with. The... And I mean the the uh, most at uh, the battalion, which is uh, very favored. Iron Sky Command, you already have three, three heroes in there, three leaders. Battle line, uh, our battle line depends what you're playing, of course. But usually our battle line is very mobile. So for scoring the extra points, good. Uh, but not so survivable. Like our strongest units are not battle line. Yeah. Um, no. So... Uh, yeah, look out for maybe consider that that some if you know the battle plans ahead, great. Then you already know what to bring. Uh, as we said, some are classics that you see at many tournaments. Focal points, uh, total conquest is another one. Often, uh, what people like to bring to or like have introduced are these two new ones, forcing the hand and the blade's edge, just because they're new. And they work quite well okay. in tournaments. So I've all the tournaments I've attended this year uh, after the GHP had at least one of these. Mm -hmm. I think there's been some ne negative play experiences with the Blade's Edge, um, just because of that. Yeah, because get getting ahead in points. Um, so maybe you'll see that one drop out of tournaments a bit. But now mm -hmm. the novelty's worn off a bit. Um, but yeah, I would agree with the two two heroes minimum definitely. Mm. Um, I um, with most of my lists, trying to make sure I always have a behemoth, um, which is easy because you don't need to put an, an ironclad. But if you're playing Zilfin, it kind of means right. I have to. I I'm thinking right. I want to have an ironclad because the frigates aren't behemoths anymore. No, I'm generally mm. looking to try and have. At least four battle line units. Um, sometimes yeah. that fourth battle line unit doesn't make the cut because it's a nice to have. I think I don't think it's a requirement. No, I, I don't think you. I think you can make do, but you know if if you can have it, then it's better. And then yeah, I find a lot of the times now when I'm writing lists, I'm just if I'm considering the battle plans and thinking, well, if I want this list to work for all battle plans, and I end up just defaulting to the uh, Ender Master with dirigible suit as a general, because then you can have lots of battle line units. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I'd say as just as a general rule of thumb, you want you want to you want to go second. You want to flank and you want to capture. Only concentrate on holding half of the objectives. Yeah, um, yeah. As a general rule of thumb, yeah, don't try and take all of the objectives turn one. Don't. I wouldn't say don't worry about your score turn one, but no. don't go quite that. But don't worry <laughs> behind, especially no. except for Blade's Edge. <laughs> um, but just shoot. 
Just shoot your opponent off the table turn two. It's, it's, it's easy. It's easy. It's fine. It's fine. Mm. Just shoot the heroes. <laughs> Not that easy anymore, but yeah. It's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, but definitely look at the scoring for each mm-hmm. battle plan when you know what you do. Yeah. If you can maximize on that, then it often isn't about how many objectives you have. It's about making the most of the uh, the scoring for the ones you do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Definitely. Um, I think we covered everything, haven't we? Is there another I think one? So. After this one? <laughs> it's the last one. Okay. Should number them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've only done the ones from the G. Yeah. Yeah, usually the uh, the ones from the core book you don't see at tournaments. Yeah, uh, now... blood and glory you do the one with the four, the heart knife to the heart with four objectives. That one gets used a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, the show was meant to be after the GHP come out. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just people get winning tournaments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Jeez, guys, stop stop doing well with KO. You're I'm ruining my, the show. I'm doing my best. Not to win. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so if no one's got anything to add, I think we can end the show there, can we? Yeah. Yeah. It's... I've got a tournament coming up next Sunday, so I won't be able to Ooh. do this next Sunday because that tournament starts at nine. And right. this live is, coverage it's... straight from the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just take a GoPro. <laughs> Actually, am I, I? I you know I I could I could just. Depends how long you guys go. Turn on the phone, <laughs> show it around a bit. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're live expanding, tourna- expanding into live tournament coverage. Yeah, okay. uh, we're, we're, we're going to do worldwide. streaming. Worldwide. Can you just streaming now? Do a Cron's point of view show of just a GoPro in your head here, <laughs> like and just <laughs> live being from there. Yeah, rolling those dice. We want to see your technique. That wrist technique. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, well, the, the technique is first you take the dice, you put it in a microwave for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. And the preparation is you put it all in a, in a uh, uh, salt water bath or something, don't you? Beforehand? No, that, that's, you no the salt water bath is to test if they're, if they're, if they're, if they're weighted. Yeah. That, that's how you find out if they're weighted or not. But, uh, <laughs> But you know, just to, to, help, to help it out a bit, you put them in a microwave. Uh, you, you set it for like ten seconds and just just let it melt a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you put this six up though when doing that. So, oh uh, yeah. Oh no 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 no! You don't want, don't want to do the six. That's obvious. You do a five. A five. <laughs> no one thinks about the fives. Yeah. Plus, oh, you're gonna get some of the three roll sixes. But if you're playing against Cron next weekend and he's got plasters on his fingers from birth, <laughs> then you know why. If his dice have like these got finger fingers just from washing. God, what have you done? I've, I've washed 18, 18 of these guys without gloves. You mean throughout shaded. these three hours? Shaded. Do you not? Washed. Yes. They're on top of something. Oh, I hold it like this and you go. Oh, and your fingers look like this. I am uh, coming next to you. Oh, really? Paint, painting with Gron. And I just stick them on top of the paint pots, and then I don't have to hold the model. And then my hands are clean. So for Christmas, Alex, we're getting you some plastic gloves, like rubber gloves. <laughs> Those Probably. Yeah, look, ones. 
take a uh, and you have to do the balloon separately so you did yeah no my balloon it's messy it's my, very messy model is fully assembled and then painted no problem uh it you works yeah we know it does, it does, if you want they to help paint out they don't have bases <laughs> All right. Um, so next Sunday, live coverage from the tournament. Um, <laughs> yep. Live from Southern Rumble. What else can we expect, Lee? Anything uh, scheduled? A navigating the Skyport show. Mm -hmm. We haven't decided which one yet. <laughs> so. Um, well, I'm going to be running Barrack Zon. We've already done that one. Yeah, we've done so that's that not going to work out. No. So we uh, got Urbaz, Nar, Mornar. Uh, I mean, but Zilfin is. No, I was thinking about rubber. Yeah, that's a short one. Rubber Navigate the skyports. Let's do Zilfin. All right. So here's what you do: you take an ironclad and you take some thunderers <laughs> and you win. Good. <laughs> well, yeah. you can do, but it's like how many different iron sky command lists can we show you? <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll we'll do that one iron skies attack squadron. Get those battle yeah. line frigates in. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we don't know which one we're going to do yet, but it depends uh, who is available as well. Mm -hmm. um, then we're hoping to see um, the hopefully there will be some rules for the new Jacob Bookmanson model. Yeah. Uh, I suspect they will only be legends, not much play legal. At least that was the same with the revolutionary Red Gobble from last year. Yeah. Because it's a limited uh, availability on the model, so people cannot buy it after the 3rd of January. Mm -hmm. I don't think it will be uh, much play legal, just because people can't get it. And that would be unfair to them. Uh, on a side note, if you today online bought two models of that bookman from the UK, from a retail shop, starts with a W, you took them out my cart. <laughs> I don't like you. Leave this show. Ah, <laughs> oh. Max there. is coming to get you. Yes, I'm gonna get two of them because one for conversions and one, you know, having him put in the cart. Fantastic pre-order. Oh, maybe I need some paints. Select paints, paints, paints. Go back to the cart. Mm. Some some items in your cart are no longer available. What? That <laughs> was the way for two minutes. Ah, oh, you too people. Um, I reckon I reckon you could use that model as a good admiral or chemist. Either yeah. or. Yeah, chemist. But we already have two chemist models that we can use. Yeah, now we have so three. Maybe a navigator. Give him some sort of staff. Yeah, if you do an Iron Sky Command, you could do Iron Sky Command with three chemists and have three different models. <laughs> and collector. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, get that model. It's a cool model. It's a nice model. Uh, looks fantastic. I already have three chemists, so I don't need to. Really? Wait, then I'd have to. Only then I'd have to actually look at the book and see, like, what artifacts can chemists take that aren't just the uh, um just the spell and bottle. Infinite vent plates. Infinite vent plates and the anatomizer, the one. Which is actually not that bad against hordes. But just... all DKO artifacts aren't bad. Yeah, it's just a sub. If you look at Cities of Sigmar artifacts, they're just rubbish. Mm -hmm. I reckon a staff of ocular optimization would work pretty well on a chemist. Well, you sometimes I do that, yeah. So, all right. Mm. Yep. 
All well, right. thanks for watching. Um, if you like the show, please hit like and cool. subscribe to the channel. Um, yeah, and we'll see you again soon. If Bye. there's anything you would like to see in the future, comment below. Yes. And congratulations on making it three hours. <laughs> yes. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, Stop the show. Stop the show. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>